is your truck and your road to success in the trucking industry. This is Trucking Business and Beyond, the show that puts the money where it belongs, back in your pocket. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is Let'sTruck.com. The show is all about the business of trucking. We'll take your calls and answer your questions about trucks, money, fuel mileage, maintenance, tires, taxes, technology, health and fitness on the road, getting started as an owner-operator, finding freight, working with brokers, getting your own authority, you name it. We'll talk about it. All you have to do is pick up the phone and call. 8888. Road Dog is the number. We're going to get to those calls in just a little bit. So a lot going on. It's a new year, new tax law. That's a big thing. We've been talking a lot about that. I'm sure we're going to be talking a lot more about it. I did go back through and tweak some of my calculators. We learn a little bit more as we get into this. Ultimately, we may not know some of the finer details until the IRS comes out with the final forms. And then we can actually look at the forms and calculate things and see exactly how it's going to work. I'm working with several other firms. I've had people review my work. We're we're tweaking. There hasn't been any major change, just a couple little things here and there, and I'm sure we'll continue to have some of those. We're also continuing as we learn more and more to develop more strategies. One thing that has changed, and I I don't know if I've talked about this a lot on the air yet, because I have talked so much about this tax law in so many different places. Um, I've done interviews with magazines. I've been asked to speak on it already. So it's hard for me to remember where and when I talked about what. But one of the areas I was looking at was when should an owner-operator incorporate? And this is an issue that we've been dealing with, I've been dealing with since 1990 when I've been doing tax returns for owner-operators. And all we look at are taxes and corporations. Forget all that other stuff you hear about corporations, like it's going to protect all your assets and you can get corporate credit. and All that other stuff is BS, It's not, none of it is worth the hassle of incorporating. Incorporating changes everything about your business. It makes your accounting more difficult. You have to do payroll. You've got to do two tax returns every year. You have to do a corporate tax return and a personal tax return. Your costs go up. So we would rather not incorporate. Honestly, I, I, I ran my trucks As a sole proprietor, even though I had three trucks and employees, I did not incorporate my trucking business until the last couple of years, and that was when FedEx actually required it in our contract, that we had to be incorporated. Up until that time, I managed to keep my tax bill down as a sole proprietor, so I didn't want to go through the hassle of being a corporation. The business I run now is incorporated for tax reasons. So with owner-operators, there was always the question. So you've got all these new expenses. You've got this, you know, the new hassle. You have to do more work. Why would we do it? Well, we would do it if we can generate a tax savings. And in order to make it worth it, there had to be a certain amount of net revenue that you were paying tax on 
before the numbers made any sense. It was roughly about sixty to $65,000 of net profit consistently. So that means after all of your expenses, after depreciation, after per diem, if you are still paying tax on sixty to $65,000 or more, it made sense to be incorporated. I thought when I first looked at this tax bill that that number was actually going to go up. Now that we fine-tuned some of the calculators, the number may actually come down. We may start recommending incorporation at a lower number. But again, it's all about generating savings. And, you know, if, if it turns out that it's going to cost you an additional $3,000 a year to have your corporation, and that's, that's not out of the question. By the time you pay for payroll, pay for corporate taxes, pay your filing fees, the additional work. Um, so if it takes 3000 and all we can save in taxes is 3500 my book, that's just not worth it. So we want to make sure that if it's going to cost you $3,000 in extra time, that we're at least saving, say, 5000 maybe 4500 That's why we, it, you know, there's no exact number there. So now with the new tax law, um, it's looking like that might actually come down. It was a trickier calculation than I had originally thought. So I think before we put a final number on that, I'm hoping the IRS gives us some forms or some guidance here pretty quickly. That may not happen because I'm also reading that the IRS is broke and they don't have enough help and they are going to be severely overburdened with this new tax law themselves. So this is going to be a very interesting tax season. The timing, you know, in one sense of the tax bill was good. I'm glad we got it so that we started a new year with it. But the fact that they passed it in the last week or so um, in December made it really difficult because now the IRS, hopefully they get us some guidance really soon so we can get the year started off right. We've got about 90% of what we need to know. We've already created strategies for our clients, but there's a couple things that I'd like to see a little more clarity on. So we will keep you up to date on all of that. Um, One other thing I saw uh, in the news this week, you know, if if you listen to this show, you know I'm not always in alignment with OIDA. In fact, many times we're at opposite ends of the spectrum. It's always been that way for me. Um, I do like to acknowledge when they are doing good stuff, Uh, But many times I just disagree with their approach on a lot of things. Looking at the ELD mandate, and I'm going to go back to ELD. This is, in my book, kind of a non-issue now. I mean, the mandate's here. Um, Let's just move on. So I'm not going to beat up on on the mandate again or, you know, spend too much time on it. What I want to talk about specifically was um, I saw a post. So... Awida hasn't given up on this. They, they fought this better than anybody else that I saw. Um, they started a couple years ago. They took it through the court system. Unfortunately, I, I didn't think they had much chance of winning. 
because their argument was that this was unconstitutional. If I remember right, they were arguing that it violated the Fourth and Fifth Amendment. The problem, there's two problems with that. One, the ELD really didn't change anything. If you think that there was a violation of your Fourth and Fifth Amendment rights, that would be the hours of service that violated those. Nothing changed. You, you were always required to submit your logbook to authorities. So the argument that it violates your Fifth Amendment right that an ELD does, well, so did a paper logbook. So I didn't see where that argument was ever going to work. And we could even go a step further than that. Because your rights, your constitutional rights are personal, not business. This has been decided hundreds, if not thousands of times, that when you engage in commerce and business, that is very, very different from personal rights. We give up our rights for the privilege of lots of things. You don't have to give up your rights just to be a citizen and and live in the country, but there are certain privileges that if you want those privileges, you've always had to give up your rights. Engaging in commerce is a big one. It's a whole different set of rules. So first off, there, there was really no you know, rights violations at all. And if there were, it wasn't the ELD. It was the hours of service and the, the requirement to have a logbook and to give that logbook to authorities at any time, and authorities had a right to go through any other records they wanted to prove. See, there's the difference in business. You know, our, our civil rights, if you have not committed a crime or if there isn't just cause or reasonable suspicion, there's lots of different words, the IRS can't, or, or the government can't just show up at your house and demand to see records. They can't do that. That, that would be a violation of our rights. But if you're in business, there are dozens of government agencies that can come to your business and absolutely demand to see all kinds of records. That, that's where drivers are just really, really confused on this whole civil rights or, you know... It's just not an issue. But Oida fought it, and they fought it all the way to the Supreme Court. Every lower court ruled the same way, that there was nothing illegal about the ELD amendment. It got to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court looked at the lower courts and said, no, we're not even going to hear the case. But Oida didn't quit. So when we come back, I'll talk about their latest effort and what this whole little rant was really about stick around we'll be right back i'm kevin rutherford
welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888-ROAD-DOG. So this really wasn't a rant about ELDs. I think that's a done deal. We need to move on. There's more important things to talk about. This was about why um, most of these things, you know, I hear all the time that drivers and owner-operators have no voice. You know, the ATA just shoves everything down our throat, on and on and on. Um, So here's the thing. For the last year, certainly the last six months, if you listen to most trucking shows on this channel and elsewhere, social media, everything was about the ELD. I saw at least uh, 30 or 40 different talks of shutdowns, protests, strikes trying to be organized, multiple groups being formed, money being raised. Um, Very little, though, other than just a lot of whining and crying, really. And I, I said, you know, we knew this was a law two years ago. Why were we waiting till the last couple of months to do all of this activity that wasn't even very well organized? Well, the one group that was somewhat organized and attempted this was OIDA. And I said, why, you know, weren't you at listening sessions? Why weren't you submitting comments during the comment period? And everybody said, oh, I did. I was at the listening sessions. I submitted comments. Well, with all the attention on this, even after OIDA failed with the courts, they came up with another plan and tried for a small business exemption. They figured, you know, the ag haulers got an exemption. There aren't that many exemptions. People think there's lots of them. There, there are very few that mean much of anything. You know, the local exemption is no different than that's always been an exemption. You haven't had to have a logbook even when you're local. So that's nothing new. The only really, you know, significant exemption was the ag haulers. And they have some arguments whether they're completely legitimate or not. You know, there are different segments in this industry that, you know, could use different hours of service rules. But that's not an ELD issue. That's the whole thing. That's just an hours of service issue. So we should have been fighting hours of service decades ago if that was really a problem. But OIDA didn't give up the fight. They came up with a new plan. They filed for their own exemption for small business. I don't remember all the exact details because, honestly, I just don't care. But here's what really struck me. I, I... read an article the other day. The comment period has been open. OIDA has been pushing it everywhere that the comment period is open. We have, depending on what numbers you want to use, somewhere around a million truck drivers, most of them, like 90%, if the statistics are right, work for small carriers. And this was a small carrier exemption. So there's about, you know, Eight or 900,000 drivers. We've got a couple hundred thousand owner-operators that clearly qualify for small business. And yet, with all this, there were 1,700 comments. That is pathetic. So all these people that have been whining and crying and forming groups and it, it didn't bother 
to get behind the most organized effort to defeat this. They didn't even bother to comment during the comment period. 1,700 people. OIDA alone has 160,000 members. So I know they had to know about this. Anybody that has trucking in any of their social media descriptions should have been seeing these ads everywhere. So this really isn't a rant about ELDs or OIDA. It's about the fact that most of the people who were against this are really just whining and bitching and moaning, and they're not really willing to put in any effort whatsoever. And I made that comment online when I posted this, and some of the responses I got back were were just as pathetic as the result. Somebody said, well, I pay them and they failed. Oh, give me a break. What are dues, $25 a year or something? And you think you can just pay that and that's all you have to do? And then you can blame them because they failed? Like I said, I'm usually, you know, I've been there debating with the white about many, many different topics. We don't normally see eye to eye. But boy, I can't see how their members can say, OIDA failed them in this effort. I would have to say that the members failed the entire organization. That's the other thing you have to realize about associations. You know, people think the ATA is some evil conglomerate. The ATA, and I'm not defending them because I disagree with the ATA almost all the time, which makes sense because they're an organization of large carriers and I deal with owner-operators, and many times those two things are worlds apart. But you have to understand what these organizations are. The ATA is an industry association made up of mostly large carriers. In fact, the bigger you are, and if you want to join the ATA, the more you have to pay. You pay dues to the ATA based on your revenue. So the, the carriers that pay the most dues to the ATA are the ones with the most revenue. So guess who gets to make the most decisions? The biggest carriers making the most revenue. That's how they were structured. Now, OIDA is an association just like the ATA is. Their, their business structure is identical they're an association. But OIDA is an association of, I always thought it stood for Owner Operator Independent Driver Association, but a large part of their membership is company drivers, which I always thought was a little odd. But it is. So the members are the ones responsible for the organization. So if you think all you do when you belong to an association is pay your dues and then everything should work your way, well, there's 160,000 members. Do you think they all agree on everything? Of course not. So the way you run an, a, an association is you have a board and you have elections. It's, it's similar to government. So if you don't like the way the association you belong to works then you get involved, just like if you don't like the way your city works or your school board works or your county. You get involved. Maybe you even run for one of those elections. 
yeah, at the very least, you should be voting. But if you really want to make a change, one vote usually doesn't do a whole lot. So if you're really serious about making a change, you would run for the board on in an organization that you wanted to change. But that's not what I saw. I didn't even see people willing to take a couple minutes out of their day and go make a comment. And yet they can comment literally hundreds of times a day on social media. I see one one individual, not one, I see lots of individuals that post 20, 30, 40 times a day on social media. And yet they couldn't take the time to make a comment on something that they claimed was so important. So this is why I have very little faith that as a group, owner-operators and drivers are ever going to accomplish much. The, the proof is right in front of us. Nothing could make it more clear than this issue. That's why I've always focused on the individual. Because I don't, I don't see much ever getting accomplished as a group in this industry. But I see lots and lots of things getting accomplished by individuals, which is where we should start all the time anyway. How do we think we're ever going to improve our city, our county, our state, our local government, our our industry if we don't work on ourselves first? So that's why that's what I focus on. So when people say, well, Kevin, why didn't you lead this? Why didn't you get out and do something? Well, in some ways I did. I was talking about ELDs literally 10 years ago. I, I started talking about this topic. But people said, well, you should have done more than talk. Well, maybe so. But that's not what I've chosen to do. I've chosen to spend my time working with individuals and helping them be better at what they do. And I see a lot more positive effect from doing that. So that's going to take us into another break. When we come back, I am going to go directly to your calls and questions. So stick around. We will be right back. Check out the website. It's letstruck.com. It is tax season. This is going to be a very, very important tax season. Critical that you get last year's tax return done correctly and you get started on this year right. There's a lot of confusion in the industry. A lot of people already have this wrong. We can help you out. Call us. We can help you with taxes, accounting, whatever you need. 855-800-3835. We'll be right back. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford.
Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888-ROAD-DOG. We're going to get right to the calls. We're going to head off to Virginia. Joe, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin. Uh, thanks for taking my call today. And listen, I want to first say thank you so much for doing all that hard work you did over the Christmas holidays to get that tax information together for us. It's been great to review, and uh, I, as well as other drivers out here, really appreciate what you're doing for us. You're welcome. What can so, I help uh, you with? I'm calling today. Uh, I, I'm, oh, so, uh, yeah, I wanted you to take a look at my business report. We'll probably look at it again on Monday because I'm in your class, and we uh, we discussed uh, the possibility of looking at it uh, last Monday. But uh, I signed up for Profit Gages, spent my Christmas holiday loading in all my settlement data so that I can get some real-world numbers, and uh, kind of wanted you to take a look at them and see if you see anything that I can tweak. To give you a little background, I am in the lease purchase. I know you're not fond of them, but uh, I'm a year and a half in at this point uh, with a three-year lease purchase on a 2017 truck. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm halfway to ownership at this point. I do also train currently for the carrier that I'm that I'm with. So that's that's why my revenue numbers are a little bit higher than, than one would expect. Also, maintenance costs, you're probably going to say it was a little high. I do want to point out that half of that this year was for new steers as well as super singles. And I also also did upgrade my shocks to the Road King shocks all the way around and had about $1,500 in collision repairs that weren't uh, weren't covered under insurance. So my maintenance cost is a little high this year, but I expect in 2018 it'll be lower. Okay, let me address that first, because I, 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 since we're on that topic, actually your maintenance costs are really, really good for a 2017. So I, I don't want you to expect, really? yeah, um, you're at nine cents a mile. I typically see anywhere from yeah. about 15 to 23 cents on these new trucks. Wow. So, so what okay, I don't I thought want... I was high at night. No. Oh. The, and see, this is the beauty of numbers. Because without numbers, without, you know... And over time, you'll start to learn the numbers yourself if you're doing them. I know owner-operators who have been doing this for 15 years struggling... And they still don't, they can't predict what's going to happen. They don't understand what a good number is because they don't look at it. So first off, congratulations. You're just getting started. You're doing your numbers. You, you. Will, you will start learning this. So, but what I don't want you to expect is that that maintenance number is going to go down. I fully expect that it's going to go up. Right. So, but 15, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, More 15 cents. And, you know, death services. Yeah, whatnot. exactly, right. You're going to hit some okay. emission services, things like that. So, you know, nine cents is outstanding. Congratulations. If it gets to 15, no big deal. Um, the, your, your numbers are interesting in a couple ways. One, um, you're extremely profitable dollar-wise, for a lease purchase, probably yeah. one of the the most profitable I've ever seen. But you had to okay. work hard to get there. Um, you know, one hundred and seventy-seven thousand yeah. miles is a lot of miles. I don't care how you slice it. And one hundred and seventy-seven thousand yeah. miles with students in your truck; those are really hard miles. Yes, they are. Yeah, I agree. I, uh, so, that's why yeah. I'm making some changes in twenty eighteen. I'm getting yeah. away from that. So many times when I look at somebody in a lease purchase program and they take all this time, they put all their numbers in, many times I use the numbers to convince them to just get the hell out of it and go, you know, get a good company job paying 40 some cents a mile and save your money. Well, I'm not going to do that with you. Y- right. You are good. You are 
taking home 54 cents a mile. That, that There aren't many driving jobs. I mean, you'd have to go out and get the right job, and you'd be starting all over. And, and why do that? You're already working as an owner-operator. You're learning the ropes. You're doing your accounting. And you're making more profit than most company – well, way more profit than most company drivers are, and even by the mile. So – there's still a little right. bit of risk in here, but nothing that I would worry about or lose any sleep over. Um, so I, I would say keep doing what you're doing. Um, you made $96,000 okay. last year. That's, that's outstanding. Um, what I, what yeah. I want you to realize, and you probably already do, but this will help other people, um, you did 177,000 miles at $1.60 a mile, all miles. I, I'm going to assume you're on a mileage contract? No, I'm on a percentage per, contract. You are percentage. Well, that's, that's plus fuel surcharge. That, that's good because we should see your number go up this year then because rates are going up and you have a percentage. You have a direct relationship to that gain. So that's a good sign. Here's where, you know, one of the big problems is, um, and you've managed to overcome it, your truck lease alone is costing you 32 cents a mile. That's insane. Yes, it is. Yeah. I mean, you're spending almost, well, let's just use the number. Your truck payment is basically $4,700 a month. Yes, it is. Yeah. So you know that if... If and if you, I had it to do over again, it'd be lower. <laughs> yeah, well, and here's the thing. If you get through this and you own the truck and that payment goes away, now instead of making $96,000, you would be easily at a dollars $130,000 profit. Right. So you're one of the few... You're one of the few that I won't beat you over the head with the numbers and say, get the hell out of this, because you're, you're doing really well. Thank you. That's what I was hoping to hear, but uh, I, you know, I knew you would, would set me straight if I was, was going down the wrong road. Well, wasn't it interesting just to sit down and put in all the numbers and then see the results? It was. I mean, it took a while. I mean, it, it you know, 52 settlements plus I, I <laughs> used a spreadsheet during the year to track my other expenses. So, I mean, it, it, was a, it was a process. I did it over the Christmas holidays because I actually took off uh, three weeks uh, for Christmas. And, uh, yeah, I spent many hours in front of the computer. But it, I, I'm glad that I did it. I wish I would have signed up for Propagate a year ago. Uh, but going forward, you know, the, the, the reporting is just, just tremendous. It really is. So, you so know, I'm it, very, very thankful that, for that awesome process. I, I knew I, I know that doing it a whole year at once can be a little painful, but there there's there's a value in doing it that way. It's like submersing yourself yes. into it, immersing yourself in, and you learn. So now when you go to do your first month, when, when January's over and you go to do your first month, you're gonna knock it out in fifteen or twenty minutes and be done with it. Yes. Yeah, I have confidence in that. Good. I definitely do. Excellent. Good so, stuff. Well, I'm glad my, glad my business report looks okay. Um, got a couple other questions for you. So I, I just installed my scan gauge KR today and uh, read the whole book and, and did some setup. I haven't had to use it yet or had the opportunity because I, I'm waiting to get loaded. But a couple questions. Um, the fuel cost 
when I do my uh, fuel cost tracking, should I put in, the, and I think I know the answer, should I put in the cost with or without uh, that state's fuel tax? With. With. Okay. All right. And then uh, the other question on the rate screen, um, since I own, am on percentage, it constantly changes. What I thought about and what I went ahead and set it at was that dollar sixty a mile average from 2017. You think that's that's a good idea? You got it. You hit it right on the head. That's exactly why it's so nice having that because you have your numbers. That's an average. It's going to give you the best information going down the road in real time. Um, you know, that's an amazing feature. We actually applied for a patent on that, that feature and that calculation because there's nothing else like it in the market. It, and you'll see it. You have a dollar sixty in there as your rate, which is your average. It's a perfect number. We know it's real and it's accurate. You'll put in your fuel cost. And as you're going down the road, based on how you're driving and how fast you're going and all the other things, it will tell you your net profit per mile after fuel. So if you're in a hurry, you can say, hey, you know, I, I need to speed up, and then you're going to see what happens to the profit. Um, and if you have time and right. you say, look, I'm not in any big hurry, I'll run 55, and you watch what happens to the profit. It's great information to have right in front of you all day. Yes, I'm, I'm looking forward to using that. Normally I run anywhere from 57 to 60 miles an hour. I'm never in a rush. And I get very good fuel economy at that, but I'm hoping that I can tweak it just a little bit more now that I've got this scan gauge installed. Yeah, you'll learn some things about shifting with the scan gauge. You'll learn some stuff about going up hills and, you know, running through the gears and those kind of things. And, that, and I will say there are also times where due to conditions, like you get a nice big tailwind going on and maybe you're heading from you know, Denver to Kansas City, so it's downhill the whole way, that you, sometimes you're surprised right. that you can bump the speed up four, five, six miles an hour and it hardly has any effect on fuel economy. Then there will be other days you try to go a mile or two faster and it will kill your fuel economy. So it, it, it's nice to have that dynamic feedback that's changing all the time with conditions. Yes. Thank you. Again, I hear the music playing, so we got to get to a break, but uh, thanks again, Kevin. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. There's what I love to do. Help individuals succeed. Give them the tools, help them learn how to use them, and watch them take off. Great stuff. We'll be right back. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford.
Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888 Road Dog. I'm going to get right back to the phone calls. We're off to Texas. Justin, welcome to the program. Kevin, hey, good to talk to you. I, I do have to say I'm a little disappointed. I had uh, I had bought some monkey brittle from you guys, so I have really been counting on you to get this ELD thing overturned. We were too busy hoarding and eating the monkey brittle. That's probably a good excuse. It, you know, it, it makes me sad every, every time I think about this line from the end of Atlas Shrugged on uh, Congress shall make no law abridging the freedom of production and trade. And I could just about cry reading that. Oh, um, yeah. Thinking about what would happen if that went into effect. But oh, yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, at any rate, to since, my question. Since you brought that up, I have to comment on it. Because every time, you, you know if you listen to this show, I, I'm a pretty dyed-in-the-wool, headstrong, you know, free market capitalist. And every time somebody points out where the free market has failed, the first thing we have to look at is it's not really a free market. It's one of the more freer markets in the world. There are certainly a couple countries that I think do better at it. But we we are over-regulated, so it's very hard to call it a true free market. And we, because of the way the government interacts with industry, we don't really have true capitalism. We have too much crony capitalism going on. So it's not that, you know, the free market and capitalism has failed. It's we've, we haven't let it work. Very true. Very true. Yes, yeah, um, so that line makes me sad, so, too. Anyways, to a question on, uh, on taxes regarding uh, being a company driver, if I could. Sure. Um, two separate deductions I intended to take, but wanted to make sure I wasn't setting myself up for trouble by doing it. Uh, the first one, my company charged me a non-refundable $500 deposit to put a dog in the truck with me. I um, was wondering if I can deduct that. Uh, let me think of how we could justify that. We, we, we might run into a little problem with the, the fact that the dog isn't a requirement to do your job. So that's kind of, the IRS is much more strict on these kind of deductions for employees. For, you know, independent contractors and business owners, it's very, very difficult for the IRS to say that you don't need that to run your business. And they've never really tried to make that argument. So it's, it's easy for us to, to come up with a reason why we spent money and we're calling it a business expense. But for employees, they, they use this standard of, was it really necessary to perform your job? And, and there's no clear-cut answer to that, but we can, we can easily defend that you need a pair of coveralls and gloves and, you know, you, you have to buy log books. And th- those are things that are easy to defend. But it, it, we'd have a very hard time defending why your dog was required in the truck 
And if he wasn't required in the truck, then that deposit is kind of meaningless because you didn't really have to spend it to do your job. You chose to. Now, I, I was the guy about 25 years ago that came up with the deduction for a dog in the truck, but that was for owner-operators, and we justified it as an alarm system. So if I own the truck and I want to take it down, you know, and have somebody install an electronic alarm, the IRS would never argue that. That's clearly a deduction. So my argument was, well, the dog's no different. Somebody tries to get in my truck, it barks. That's an alarm system I installed in my truck. Um, That was kind of a novelty thing. I did it, you know, to get some attention and marketing way back when. Um, and, And it kind of took off on its own and and grew a life of its own and everybody started making a big deal about it. And and it's not that big of a deduction anyway, but I, I, I don't think that we could ever defend that one in an audit, not for an employee. What I know it's a little comical, but I, I, it came to mind and I, I could almost be serious with it. Um, what about if I claimed that since people that have dogs have higher, healthier levels of gut bacteria, which promotes, uh, obviously, healthier you, and that it was an investment towards maintaining my, uh, my certification? You know, that, that's not the, as goofy of an argument as you think. Um, we're making that argument with our health plans and our supplements and our health programs and basically our argument for those things is you there is a requirement that you stay healthy to to keep your job i mean we can make that argument you have to pass a certain level of health and fitness or you could lose your job so the dog is a stretch i don't mind stretches um if i can come up with anything that when I'm sitting in front of an auditor, I can look at him with a straight face and say, here's why we deducted this. You know, we weren't just trying to outright cheat. We didn't just throw it in there as a number. We thought this through, and here was our reasoning. So I'd I'd give it a shot with that argument. Especially since it's the last year I can itemize as a company driver. Yeah, and here's the put it in there. And here's the other. Happening. Yeah, your odds of being audited are one percent or less. And now with the IRS being so broke and overworked, that that number will probably go down. Um, and again, I I'm not telling people that your your chances of auditing getting audited are slim, so that you should cheat. I I, I don't consider it cheating if I can come up with a logical argument. And like I said, the fact that you have to have a medical certification to do this job, I believe that anything we spend to keep us healthier should be deductible. Definitely. No, I'm already deducting all of the uh, health audio books that I read. So yeah. Figured yeah. on those same lines. It's, it's worth a um, shot. The other uh, question... Cool. I'm, I'm going to try it. I'll let you know if anything happens with that. Okay. Uh, the other uh, the other question, I took a turn too sharp and ended up uh, doing some damage to one of the fins on my truck. And I worked that out with my company to where I paid them the $550 it cost their, uh, their shop guys to repair it. 
to keep that off my record, can I deduct that as a company driver? Yes. Yeah, that, that is, that is you know, you paid, that clearly has to do with your employment, and you paid an expense sure. that was, so if, if the company would have spent that money to fix the truck, they would clearly get a deduction. You spent the money to fix their truck, and sure. they didn't reimburse you. So that is, that falls under the clear definition of the category, which is called unreimbursed employee business expense. Understood. Perfect. I'll, uh, I'll let you keep on rolling there, Kevin. I appreciate your time, sir. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Let's see. I'm going to start another call here, and then we'll carry it through the break. Let's go to Oklahoma. This might be a quick one. Stephen, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. Yeah, it was a quick question about just the health care penalty. I believe I had read that they got rid of it, but it won't start till uh, 2019. Is that accurate? That is correct. So if you choose not to get you know, an Obamacare qualified health plan in 2018, you're still going to pay a penalty next year when you file your tax return. And starting on January 1st of 2019, that goes away. Okay. Yeah, that's what I just wanted uh, clarity on. That's what I thought. So, yeah. Good. Thank you. You're welcome. That was an easy one. Uh, you know, it, it's always, it, it, taxes are confusing enough. And then in, in our industry, we have one more level of confusion, and that is the tax laws for owner-operators and company drivers are very different. They always have been. Now they've gotten even more different, which causes even more confusion. But then to layer confusion on top of confusion Every time they do a tax bill, they stagger when things happen. Some things happen in this year and go away in this year. Some things happen this year and never go away. Some things happen two years from now and expire five years from now. Uh, Every time they tell us they're going to make it easier, they make it more complicated. I will say that they did finally... Once we get through all the confusion of the change, they did finally make the whole tax return process much simpler for, I've seen estimates as much as 80% of the country may be able to now file their tax return on a postcard. I think that's an inflated number, but uh, a lot of people will be able to just, it's basically just going to be your income. Your standard deduction, here's your tax. There's not going to be much more to it than that for a lot of people. I I have to believe that uh, the big tax firms are sweating.
Bailey. Your taxes, your truck, and your road to success in the trucking industry. Now, now, back to Trucking Business and Beyond, the show that puts the money where it belongs. Back in your pocket. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888-ROAD-DOG. I'm going to get back to the calls. We're off to Missouri. Matt, welcome to the program. Good afternoon, Kevin. What's on your mind today? Sounds sounds like uh, you opened your show basically talking about victims. Yeah, it it seems like we're surrounded by them (laughs) these days. And, you know, when, when you live and work in an industry, you tend to think that it's unique somehow. You know, I, I, I can't count how many times... In my 30-plus years in this industry, I've heard the phrase, well, you can't get two drivers to agree on the price of a cup of coffee. Well, you know, that's people. That has nothing to do with drivers. Look at the country when it comes to politics. We're divided. We're, so we're not unique just because we're in the trucking industry. People don't agree. And why would they? I mean, I feel like saying to people when they make that statement, you can't get anybody to agree on anything. I feel like asking them, okay. Are you willing to give up everything you believe and just agree with me then? Because <laughs> somebody has to, right? No, that wouldn't make much sense, would it? <laughs> right. but, but if we're all going to agree, somebody's going to have to say, okay, I have the only right opinion, and everybody else has to stop believing what they believe and just believe what I believe, and then we can agree on everything. I, that is, it's one of the stupidest yeah. statements I've ever heard. So we're never going to agree, but good organizations, in this case we're talking about associations, are organizations that if they're going to be effective, they need one, effective leaders, and then they need people to get involved and become effective and persuade people why their opinion is right. And then the whole group comes together and they get behind a certain you know, philosophy or opinion. So every time I hear, well, the ATA just crams all this stuff down our throat, the ATA has zero power. The ATA can't mandate anything. They're just an association. They obviously do a much better job of persuading if they keep getting their way, which they don't, by the way. I mean, how long has the ATA been pushing for longer and heavier vehicles? As long as I can remember. and. Have, have they've gotten some longer trailers over the years, but have they ever changed the weight? Not since like 1970 something. Yeah, yeah. It just, you know the victim mentality is just like you were saying. The one person that saying the association should have done more, or you know <laughs> they they let me down. I didn't get my money's worth for my dues. Well, right, <laughs> right. It's, Personal responsibility, because here's the other thing. You said 1,700 comments? That's it. It'd be interesting. I haven't looked at it at all, but I wonder what the percentage is of people that went in and commented and said, ELDs are just fine. Well, well that could They're be, not, too. I'm not that's, complaining that's, about that's, this. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Or... So, or if, if yeah. you know you follow this, and I know I have too, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of those comments were nothing wrong with the LDs. But can we get something done about hours of service? Yeah, 
So actually, with the way your rates are going, I don't even want to see a change in hours of service right now. <laughs> I know. I've been thinking the same thing. Just leave them alone. They're fine. Yeah. Why, why bother? Yeah. Which, just on that topic quick, it looks like things are leveling off. I don't think we're going to see the crazy rates anymore now. I don't know if, you know, the typical January slowdown or there's that many people that took several weeks off for the holiday and ELDs and they're back to work now, but it looks like rates, I mean, they're still up by all means, but right. Um, right. I don't think them crazy rates are, are going to be around for a little while, but I got a feeling, you know, springtime when things freight picks up, it's going to be interesting. Well, it is. It, it's hard to predict um, because when, when you look at, you know, how industry reacted to the tax cut. So the ELD was only one factor driving these rates. And anybody, anybody, I don't care if they're a damn Harvard economist, anybody that tells you they know for sure what's going to happen is just lying to themselves and everybody else. Our economy is way yep. too complicated. We can make some guesses and some predictions. Some people are clearly better at it than others, but there's a lot going on right now. So the ELD was just one part of it. The 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 stock market setting record highs constantly has an impact on everything. Consumer confidence You know, a lot of companies responded to this tax cut by giving raises and bonuses. That means people go out and buy stuff, which drives the economy, and we have to move all that stuff. So that's driving freight up. And, you know, if companies like Apple start repatriating hundreds of billions of dollars, who knows what could happen? We... we, like I said, 32 years in business, but the last time we saw a change anywhere near this was Reagan in 86. And that was a very, very different situation because we were coming off of the god-awful Carter years where inflation was rampant, interest rates were 18% for a mortgage, you know, unemployment was through the roof. So, you know, there are a lot of people that believe that that tax law change in 86 got us out of the hole. Well, this is a whole different ballgame. We weren't in a hole when this one happened. Things were already looking pretty darn good. So it's really hard to say what this year is going to look like. Yeah. Yeah, and actually, uh, just back on the rates, uh, the other night with Chuck Snow on Rico's show, I uh, mentioned, you know, just the, the worry about brokers you know, ones that are hauling contract to trade and losing money on some loads. Right. But Chuck brought up another point. A lot of brokers don't do that. They just, you know, they'll get a rate quote from you. They'll call and uh, give it to the shipper, and they tack on their 10 to 15%. Well, <laughs> those brokers are making a killing if they're tacking on 15% onto these four dollar a mile load that's right brokers making even more money now that's right and more power to <laughs> them got a raise too that's right more power to them that, oh yeah exactly that, that's good and, and yeah. he's he's right you know it, it tends to be the large carriers that really like contract rates that are contract yeah it, it makes much more sense yep. for their business model um and, and you may see that in the big brokerages 
Um, and, you know, that's why I like talking to Chuck or listening to Chuck because he's got such a great perspective. Um, I hadn't really thought about that either, that most of the brokers that you and I would talk about or deal with probably don't do a lot of contract rate stuff. No. So the actual reason for my call was to talk about gold. Um, A year ago, I was talking about walking a lot, and I wanted to average 10,000 steps a day for 2017. Yeah. Well, I didn't do so well. The second half of the year, I got pretty lazy. Okay. Um, My average for the whole year, that's what's nice, the Apple app, the health app for Apple on the iPhone tracks everything for you. And you can look at the average for a year, the month, whatever. Uh, managed to average 6,300 steps a day for the whole year. That's good, though. You know, that, that, that's... Actually, yeah. Calcu- calculates out to 2.3 million steps. Wow. Or uh, 1,150 miles. Interesting. That's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Wow. Um, right around Christmas there, or Christmas Eve, I had gotten up early at like 3 in the morning and went and made a delivery and went to my mom's house. We ate a big dinner, you know, it was fairly late in the evening, and I sat in the chair and dozed off and been noticing I've been snoring more. I've gained some weight. And um, after the Christmas holidays, I stepped on the scale and I set a new record which is not a good thing. <laughs> I actually broke 300 pounds for the first time in my life. Wow. Um, so since January 1st, it's not really a New Year's resolution, but I am on uh, full-blown health again, and I have averaged my 10,000 steps a day for the first 13 days of the year so far. Well, congratulations. Good. So. Good. You know, I, I'm kind of... Oh, yeah. do- Actually, it'll be over 2,000 miles of walking for the year if I actually maintain it. Yeah. that's a, And that's a, you know, that's a tough goal to hit. I, I was doing good at that one for a while myself, and then I just dropped into the basement. I, I, I bet the last seven months of this year, my average was about 3,000. I mean, it was really low. Um, you know, it, it, it's interesting. I find that I was really focused on diet and nutrition. I did excellent. And, and I did it long enough that that's easy now. I don't even have to think about it. Then I was working on sleep and still am. And that's getting to the point where it's hopefully starting to become a habit. And, and then I've got to get back and work on the fitness side of that, too, because I've been very sedentary. I got more. I'll call in on Wednesday on that. All right. Sounds good. We'll talk to you then. Thanks for calling and uh, congratulations on resetting that goal. We'll be right back. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Early screen, a couple of balls into flat, and you can just sort of see Nick Poles taking a deep breath. Relaxing back in the game now. Atlanta taking the timeout. Foles had been after Philadelphia with the Rams both in St. Louis and then in Los Angeles briefly when the team moved and then he went to Kansas City as the backup last year. 
signs here as a free agent in the offseason. This offense now a bit of the blend of what he did in that 27 touchdown, two interception year, and what they've done all season with Carson Wentz. So McKinley, who had the sack, was shaken up, but back in the game. And this is Ajayi, and he's going to break a tackle in the backfield. Gets away from Keanu Neal, and is able to pick up a little bit of yardage. One yard, in fact, to make it second down and nine. You know, it's interesting, Al, talking with Nick Foles about this whole thing. He said, you know, I'm a basketball player at heart. That's where he really started. And he said, I never thought about dribbling. You just dribbled. I never thought about shooting. You just took your shot. And I think I was getting a little too mechanical with playing quarterback. And I just want to now get back to reacting and playing and doing the things I was doing then. And I think you're starting to see him settle into that. On second and nine. Balls escapes a sack and throws right on the money. For a gain of about six to Brent Selleck, one of their three tight ends. Good group there with Ertz, Selleck, and Trey Burton. Third down, third and three. A lot of times you have to have one guy that can single block someone on the outside. On this offense, that someone is Lane Johnson. Nice job on Tack McKinley there. And for Nick Foles, now he's stepping up. Now his eyes are moving around. Now he's starting to see the field. So many times when you're nervous to start a game, your eyes can just get focused in one place. And as you begin to relax, your eyes begin to see the entire field much better. He's five out of six for 38 yards with five consecutive completions. And now look at that play to Aguilar, who takes the handoff and makes it a first down and goal. Beautiful design. Stopped by Allen after a big gain of 21. Hey, 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 how about this? They're going to fake the toss this way and hand it off that way. And watch this fast flow Atlanta Falcons defense all taking off that way except for Brian Poole, who had Aguilar in man coverage. Love that, but you don't see that very often. Fake the toss and then an inside handoff to a guy coming around. Blunt now in the backfield. First and goal from the three. And you got a timeout taken by Atlanta. So Atlanta has been forced to use two timeouts on defense. Back after this. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Going to get right back to the calls. 88-88 Road Dog. if you want to join us. We're off to Colorado. Daniel, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. Hey, nice to finally talk to you. I've been listening to you for years, I suppose. But uh, just was always uh, driving for somebody else, and it just never really mattered enough to call you about anything until now. Well, great to have you here. What can I help you with? Basically, I'm starting my own right now. I put my ducks in a row this last year or so and uh, was planning on just leasing on to someone, but I'm looking at some offers that I've gotten based on my driving history, um, one of which is to work directly with a freelance dispatcher that can handle all the 
kind of confusing ins and outs and finding loads and contracts and things like that. Um, and the, the lease company that I would need to work with to work with that dispatcher basically wants a 15% gross as a cut, but then I would be still responsible for all of the same expenses like, uh, all the IFTA, the, the plate, the insurance. I mean, everything would be the same as if I just had the authority myself, I'm thinking. But I don't know if I'm missing something there. If the authority is only, you know, 300 bucks a year and I'm paying everything else anyway, shouldn't I just do that? Yeah, and we have to be really careful here because terms get thrown around and people don't even use them the same. So it sounds to me, I want to be clear before I answer your question. So you mentioned a dispatcher, a freelance. One of the big things going on right now, I'm seeing them all over the place. They refer to themselves as dispatch services. I I am not a fan of these at all. They're they're skirting the law a little bit of it. It's kind of a gray area. I mean, I, I get it that they can charge for a service to go find loads for you, but they're they're bordering on what a broker does. But they they can keep it legal if all they do is you pay them a fee and they go find loads that have already been posted by somebody. But that that's, again, it's like bordering on almost double brokering. And then they'll say, oh, no, I'm not a broker. You know, I'm just finding the loads and doing the, the scheduling and that kind of stuff. I, I'm not a fan, um, especially with today's technology. With, with as good as the load boards are, they're getting better and better all the time. When you look at, you know, when we're not there yet, these things aren't perfect. But when you look at a company like Convoy, who is taking the technology and putting it right into an app that can do as much or more sometimes as a a freelance dispatcher might do, um, I think that's the future. I think these people are taking advantage of the fact that a lot of guys are going out and getting their own authority because it's a really great time to do it. I've been saying that for a couple of years now. So I, I'm not a big fan of dispatch services. I think it's one more layer in there that we just don't need. You know, it's funny that I hear for years and years I've heard people say the brokers are ripping everybody off. Why does the broker need to be in the middle? Well, the broker does need to be in the middle. We absolutely have to have brokers to make an efficient freight system right now. We have for decades. And and even companies as big as Uber and Convoy did not figure out any way to use technology to get the broker out of the middle. They are brokers. They're just brokers with really cool technology. Well, if we've complained about those people all these years, why the hell would we want to add one more layer into the mix for somebody to go find loads that brokers are already posting. That makes zero sense to me. Now, here's where I got a little confused. You said in order to use his services, you need to work with this or lease to this company. Well, if if you're leasing to a company, you don't need authority. That's the definition of being leased to a carrier. You are running under their authority. So what is this other company doing? Those are my two options. 
basically she has some people because I don't have the authority yet. I'm in process. So I can't get the money that I need to get everything started without ceasing to be employed at my current location. So let, let me, with, with money, I'm still, without, without, still I, I do want to come back to this and clear this up just because I want to know what the hell's going on. Um, but, but I don't even need to get to clarification to answer your question. If you are, and don't take this as some big criticism, it's just it's the reality. If you're short of the cash to go get your own authority, then don't get involved with a deal like this. Just go find a good carrier and lease to them. Well, I'm only short a couple of weeks. But basically, I've got the money saved in a 401k and I can't get access to it while I'm still employed. So I've got well, a, hold, a hold, on. hold on, hold on, hold on, because now, now we, we've brought up a whole new topic, because you're going to take a beating to get the money out of that 401k. That's a really bad idea. I, I know. I, I got a 100% company match on it, so I'm still money ahead, even though I'm going to have to pay some penalties, I'm aware. Some penalties, you're 10%. Now, now, there's lots of reasons not to do this, so I'm going to stick on this one for a little while because I'm here to answer questions, but I'm also here to dig a little deeper and, and help you from making a bad decision. And we could go in so many directions on this. One, that money is in a retirement account that's been building up, and the minute you take money out of it out, it, all the growth stops, you lose all that momentum, and you pay a 10% penalty, and you pay tax. So the 10% penalty is, is really, really what we call a stupid tax. But you're also going to pay income tax on that money because you've never paid income tax on it either. So now you have to pay income tax and a penalty. Really bad idea. And you lose all the money and the momentum. And, and, and I, I think you're far better off starting off a little slower, get your feet wet, and, and save the money you need to go out and get this venture going. I, so, I mean, it's your decision. I, I just think about those things. But let's go back to the this screwy, I, I, I'm still not sure I'm really getting it. So the second option you gave me, see, I thought they were combined somehow because you said in order to use his services, you'd have to be leased to this carrier. Well, I, I wouldn't have to. It, it was just a a way of getting to work sooner with just a truck and not having to have the authority in place. Yeah, let, let Someone me... Someone else that already worked with this person was willing to let me run under their authority just as a 15% off the top, basically, instead of, you know, paying and then, 30% to somebody else. Well, honestly, well, I can tell you, I I do accounting for lots of guys. And I have people that are are renting somebody's authority for 10%. And I have guys at Landstar running circles around them with rates. Because a lot of these guys that, that that will give you their authority, oh, here, just use my authority. Well, they don't have any decent freight to speak of. So you're not you're not getting them. To, so now you've got to go out and use this dispatch guy, and then the next thing you're. By the way, how much is he charging you? Two fifty a week. Two fifty a week. 
That's $1,000 a month. Yeah. And they do, yeah, but they do invoicing and So what? And uh, invoice, come on, invoicing, it, again, I, I know, but this is where the lack of experience will get you sucked into these deals. Invoicing is almost all electronic these days. You know, again, if we look at the Uber and Convoy model, and many, many brokers are already copying this, I don't even need to invoice. I accept the load on my phone and the money shows up in my bank account. No fees, no factoring, no invoicing, no nothing. That, that's where we are on technology. And again, we're not perfect, but boy, it, it's moving fast. Convoy's got it down. I haven't really played with Uber, Ubers that much, but I imagine their technology has to be at least as good. I know all the big brokers are moving to these kind of things. Companies like truckstop.com has their load pay app, which is the same technology. So to pay somebody, to think that their invoicing is offering any kind of real value, $1,000 a month is insane. Um, and, and then my next guess is if you're short on cash, you're going to have to start factoring. And there goes another 5 or 6%. And pretty soon, yes. you're to the point where you're dealing with this company to lease to. You've got to go get your own insurance. Who's doing your IFTA tax in all this? Has anybody mentioned that yet? Uh, I'll be doing that. Okay. So this business model is a mess. Seriously, you're going to have one carrier to deal with that you're using their authority. You're going to have to go find your own insurance. You've got the dispatch guy taking $1,000 to do invoicing and find you loads. You have to go do your own IFTA. And who knows what kind of freight we're going to get. You'd be far better off to go lease to a carrier. All that stuff gets taken care of and you just go focus on making money. Hold on, I'm not going to cut you off. I'm going to put you on hold because I want to help you with this, but this is looking like a mess. And I'm seeing a lot of this kind of stuff lately. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Dave Nemo, hitch a ride with Meredith Oaks and Chris T on Freewheeling. It's an opportunity to get on the air and share the open road. There are a lot of people out there who appreciate what you do and how hard you work. From long hauls to local loads, they're talking everything. It's a social media platform that you actually utilize. Join the conversation with Meredith Oaks and Chris T on Freewheeling. We're here with you, you're here with us. Weekdays, 11 a.m. East, Road Dog Trucking Radio. Share it with the people you love. And the Sirius XM app. Professional truck drivers, you can't afford to be left behind. A new era of trucking is starting. Electronic logs, automated transmissions, mobile apps, times have changed. Isn't it time for you to make a change, too? Schneider has been an innovative industry leader since 1935. Experience it yourself in 2018. A new era of trucking. A new year of opportunity. A new career for you. Search all driving jobs and limited-time sign-on bonuses at schneiderjobs.com. That's schneiderjobs.com. When would you prefer to spot that burglar? While he's outside, casing your home, or after he breaks in? The best home security is the one that protects you inside and outside. That's Blink Home Security. Most home security is slow and unreliable and goes off after he breaks in. Too late. Blink is proactive home security, which is why I have Blink. It's motion activated. 
The instant Blink detects some crook snooping around my home or looking in my car for the garage remote, I get an instant alert and a video clip on my smartphone. Blink helps stop the crime before it happens. Blink cams are wire-free, set up in minutes, and run on batteries you don't replace for years. And Blink's live feed option lets you monitor your home anywhere from your smartphone. Blink is offering an amazing deal. Get three Blink cams for what the other guys typically charge for one, plus 10% off. Visit BlinkProtect.com slash news. Visit BlinkProtect.com slash news. Visit BlinkProtect.com slash news. Hemorrhoids. The pain, itching, and swelling can be unbearable. Now there's Recticare Complete Hemorrhoid Care System with two effective medicines that provide multi-symptom relief. Recticare Complete has the highest concentration of lidocaine and phenylephrine, HCL, without a prescription to relieve pain and itching and reduce swelling. Use Recticare Complete for noticeable results after the first use. Get Recticare in the blue and white box at Walmart, Walgreens, CVS Pharmacy, Rite Aid, and Meyer. Use only as directed. I'm Todd Bork, Weather Channel with the Interstate Weather Update. Not a lot in the way of precipitation across the United States, but it is about the bitter cold air and some gusty winds. Take a look at the east-west interstate starting north I-94. Appeared snow showers in parts of Montana as well as North Dakota. But once again, watch out for those gusty northwest winds. Same type of thing along I-90 from South Dakota into Wyoming as well as Montana. We also have some scattered lake effect snow showers. that could affect your ride along I-90 all through New England. I-80, some scattered light snow showers in parts of Nebraska, as well as Wyoming. Watch out for those gusty northwest winds. Same thing for I-70, some gusty northwest winds in Missouri and Kansas, some spotty snow possible in Kansas. I-64, some spotty snow in Kentucky, as well as West Virginia. We also have some gusty winds and some slick spots on the roadways along I-40 from North Carolina through Tennessee and parts of Arkansas. I'm Todd Bork with Custom Weather Drivers, twice down the road, dog. Sears 7146, and on the Sears is the map. You're smart. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888 Road Dog. I'm going to go back to Daniel in Colorado. So, Daniel, I, I realize when you're starting off in this business, it's really confusing. There's a lot of stuff to think about. There's authority and brokers and factoring and invoicing, and, and that's business. I mean, it is. I get it. It's confusing. So sometimes it's easy to look at this and not really see the real impact. So I, I want to go over one example for you here so you see what this is going to cost you. It, it's not unusual to expect that with today's rates, it, 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 especially hopefully this guy's decent at dispatching and has access to some good rates, but my guess is he's, he's, just, he's just surfing the boards. He's just surfing through the same information you have access to yourself because if he's actually out getting freight, then he's a broker. So he's just sitting there scrolling through load boards. So let's say that you do okay, and you manage to generate $200,000 worth of freight revenue, which would not be difficult to do. That's 125,000 miles at you know $1.70 a mile or so, roughly. Or it's 100,000 miles at 2 bucks a mile, which doesn't look like that's going to be hard to do this year. 
but at $200,000 to this carrier that you're renting authority from, which doesn't cost much to go get your own, and this broker who's going to scroll through boards that you have access to yourself, you're going to give them $42,000 of your money. Right. Well, that, that was what seemed like a bad idea. To it me. is. But, it's but a really... authority is pretty expensive. And the reason I'm looking at, a, at the dispatcher concept is basically just somebody that's instantly available to me that's got my back that I can answer, get to answer any questions for me on short term and, and has some skin in the game. You know, I mean, obviously if I'm not making money, they're not making money, that kind of oh, thing. No, wait, I, wait I, I, hold on, hold, hold, hold on. He has no skin in the game. He has no skin in the game. He's well, probably doing well, this for he, 10 other guys. He's already on the boards all day and you're going to add a thousand dollars to his, to his bottom line every month. Again, I I am just not a big fan of these. I understand you feel like, you know, you don't know what you're doing and and you want that guy there to help. But I I mean, if you want to be a carrier and you want to have your own authority, these are the things you should get out and learn yourself. That you're, you're starting a business and you're giving away a lot of profit where I don't see a whole lot of value. I, I, I think there are two options for you here. One is, and I would take the first because I'm more of a risk taker and I know I learn quickly. One is, I could sit here and say, look, you're just not ready to have your own authority. But I don't know that. Because if it were me in your shoes and I knew exactly what you knew, I'd jump in the deep end of the pool and start swimming. And, and I'd figure it out and I'd make a bunch of mistakes and I'd learn quickly and I'd be on my own. So I'm not going to tell you that you don't have enough experience to go get your own authority. You may do fantastic at it. Your other option is if you're a little worried about it, really just go lease to a carrier. You, it, from what I gather, you've never even owned a truck before, right? Right. So let's just go learn that part of the business. If you want to just, you know, we don't have to be in a big hurry. Um, freight's going to be around a long time. So nothing wrong with going and leasing to a carrier. Now, I would look hard for a percentage contract. I would not sign a mileage contract in today's environment. But there are lots of good carriers with percentage contracts. And you can jump in to the shallow end of the pool and learn how to own a truck, how to pay taxes and do your accounting, how to, to manage your numbers and get better fuel economy and build relationships, and then move on. It, and by that time, if you're successful at doing that part of it, you'll have plenty of money to go get your own authority, get your own insurance. Have you, have you gotten insurance quotes lately? Yes. What, what was yeah, the I've got qu- a really good record in it. What was your quote for... It was for- under $1,000 a month. That was leased to that carrier, right? No. That was with your own authority? That is a good rate. That was, well, In today's world, that's a good rate. But but we're still looking at another 12000 roughly. Let's call it ten. Now you're up to $52,000 in fixed expenses before you get started, based on a $200,000 gross. 
You're down to 150 already. Right. Well, my, I, I can do better than that at a lot of carriers. What's that? My plan is to not do the 15% thing. I think jumping in, getting the authority is probably the right thing to do. I mean, as far as the 401k money, it's it's only $15,000. It's not a huge amount of money that I'm going to be losing um, as a tax burden on that. I mean, it's a couple thousand dollars. I'm going to lose more money than that at a percentage of, you know, like if I go to Landstar, which has been recruiting me, I mean, I'm going to pay them $5,000 a month and what their percentage is, You're right? missing a big point, though, and this is what confuses a lot of people, and I get it. You look at, oh, my God, this company will let me run under their authority for 15000 and I get to pick my own loads. Landstar wants 20 almost 30%. But would you rather have 10% of $100? Percentages can be really, really deceiving because we don't know percentage of what. We, we don't know this dispatch right. guy. He might be pulling crap loads off the Internet and saying, this is all I can find for you today. And if, and if they're getting 50, and I'll set them aside because you said you're not going to do them anyway. But to compare what you're going to lose in, in cashing in an IRA, which you don't have to do, that's a choice. To compare that to what you're going to lose giving some carrier their percentage most guys I know at Landstar right now are, are knocking out two bucks a mile with their eyes closed. That's their rate. Landstar is a big net, and I'm not here to push Landstar. Love the company. I'm doing a seminar for them here in a month. Um, been working with them for years. I'm just using them as an example to say that percentages are really deceiving. You, you don't have to do hardly anything when you go to Landstar except pick your loads and drive. And you don't even, if you're good with their technology, their load alert system, it, it, you go into the board on the weekend, pick your criteria. I want loads going from here to here. I want at least this rate. You get to set everything. And then as you're driving down the road, it's searching the board for you. And you get a text message and an email when that load shows up. You don't have to worry about your IFTA. You don't have to worry about invoicing. You don't have to worry about compliance. You don't have to worry about your first-year FMCSA audit. You don't have to worry about being in a drug consortium. You don't have to go pay $1,000 a month for insurance. You're barely going to pay 100 depending on what, what your truck's worth. So there, there's a lot of confusing factors here. What I can tell you is comparing these things kind of like comparing cell phone contracts. Forget it. It's a nightmare. But what I can tell you is after watching the industry for decades, when I see people get involved with these, I really look at them as shady, the whole dispatch service thing. Um, Very seldom does anybody do any good, and very seldom does anybody stay with those things for long. Gotcha. And, and I will tell you, the, the, the dispatch services themselves don't even seem to stay around for long. Right. Well, I mean, they've been in, in business for a while. They've been trucking and uh, doing other things. And, yeah, anyway, well, long let, story short, let, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, let me give yeah. you, let me tell you what I take from that. If they've been trucking... 
with rates the way they are today, they're so good, there's so much money in trucking, why would I waste my time dispatching somebody else? It, it's kind of like well, when been, I it's, been it's kind of like when I see stockbrokers or financial advisors who want to teach people how to trade in the market. When if they have that much time and oh, money, just trade a little more of your own money. Yeah. You know, this is a time if if you want to be in trucking, and they are. There's a lot of money to be made, but there's also a lot of be- money to be made for dispatching somebody for $1,000 a month. Right. Well, I see the value of the business model. I mean, if, if I could stay home and make that kind of money, <laughs> I would. I mean, I, I don't want to, you know, obviously. I mean, I don't hold it against them. No, I don't want to make a living. I don't hold it against them. I, I really don't. Anybody that wants to start a business doing anything, hey, it's a free market. I love entrepreneurs doesn't mean i'm gonna pay all of them and there are some things i just don't see the value in and i've seen so and and i'm not talking about this one in particular because i have no idea who you're talking about but just in general i see these things pop up all the time and i just don't see very many happy arrangements maybe i'm wrong on this one who knows stick around we'll be right back Kevin Rutherford. They're signaling now. We're not the Beatles anymore. We're something else entirely. Rock legend Billy Joel returns to the Beatles channel. I'm going to go through their albums and talk about some of the songs that stayed with me the rest of my life. On a -a one-of-a-kind guided tour through the band's first five years of recordings. Billy Joel takes control of the Beatles channel with replays throughout the weekend on Sirius XM Channel 18 and streaming on the Sirius XM app. With PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll, keep your time and money. Mike Campbell here, serial entrepreneur. Doing payroll is no longer a headache for our customer, Jeff. I've used various payroll providers in the past, and none can hold a candle to Patriot Software. Their software is ridiculously easy to use. The support staff is knowledgeable and courteous. I am very excited that Patriot Software files my tax forms for me, not just providing the forms like other payroll companies do. As a business owner, managing payroll has been a long-time headache that I no longer struggle with thanks to Patriot Software. I definitely rate your company 5 out of 5 stars. Go to PatriotSoftware.com to get your payroll pricing for up to 100 employees. Use promo code XM and get two months of payroll processing free. That's PatriotSoftware.com. PatriotSoftware.com. Accounting and payroll. Keep your time and money. Warning, if you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back, because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-900-8407. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. 
Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee, so there's no risk. For free information, call now, 1-800-900-8407. That's 1-800-900-8407. 1-800-900-8407. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite is nutrition. Pick up two bottles of Lico Chops. Get the third bottle free. New improved Lico Chops with omega-3, omega-6, vitamin E. And now, six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. Try Lico Chops. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. The Dave Nemo Show, 7 a.m. East. Your talk and conversation open to um, everybody in trucking. Rogue Dog Trucking Radio. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888 Road Dog. We're going to get right back to the phone calls. We are off to Texas. Bob, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. How's it going? Good. What can I help you with today? Well, all right. The first issue that I believe Lisa and I were able to resolve was front loading uh, reoccurring expenses on your profit gauges. Okay. And I think we got that resolved. Cause Good. I, I, I tried doing that myself, and it dropped off after no activity after a few days. But Lisa says she got that squared away. Okay. Um, Good. She wanted me to ask you about this uh, direct TV charge that I was claiming as entertainment. I also, you know, I, I can get Weather Channel uh, updates, and then I can get uh, my news and stuff like that. I was I was using it as an entertainment charge. What do you think? Well, let me explain that because this is one of the most misunderstood deductions for businesses we're talking about now. There is a deduction. There's a whole category called meals and entertainment. They They actually are combined, and we use per diem for meals. So entertainment, what confuses everybody, the only time entertainment is deductible is not when you're entertaining yourself. It's only deductible when you're entertaining somebody that could benefit your business. So your entertainment is not deductible. Okay. But, that, but because they use the word entertainment, it, it seems logical. But the example is... I, I'm a carrier, and I want to go get a direct shipper. So I go find out that, you know, Bob is the um, shipping manager at XYZ Company, and I call up Bob, and I, you know, try to sell myself, and I say, look, I, I'd like to, you know, sit down and talk to you about moving freight. Let me take you to lunch. So we go to lunch. Yeah, that is, I know about that. that is, that's what entertainment deduction is. 
Or I could take him to a baseball game. I could take him out golfing. Now, once we're there together, I get to deduct my cost because I'm there too. I don't have to just split out his part of it. But in order for entertainment to be deductible, we have to be entertaining somebody else, not just ourselves. Now, having said all that, we, we do still take deductions for things like your Sirius XM satellite, your direct TV in the truck, because there's more than entertainment. There are things we can use for our business. There's education that can help us well, in business. Where getting, there's, there's that's n- where I'm using my direct TV. No, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. That, that's what I'm saying. It's deductible. We just don't want to call it entertainment. Okay. That Usually... Most of the time, what you classify things as doesn't matter. Like if I buy a gallon of oil and I decide to throw it into my fuel cost, it would never matter. Or I could throw it into my maintenance cost. Or I could call it supplies. There are a couple categories. We have to be careful what we call things. Entertainment is one of them. Right. So we're not going to call this entertainment. We're going to call it internet services or throw it in office supplies or something okay. like that. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Um, also, um, I just recently renegotiated my contract with the carrier I'm leased to, and um, I'm beginning to get a fuel rebate. And it's pretty simple and straightforward. Um, every week when I get my settlement, they show how much they charge me for the fuel that I use uh, that I purchased on their fuel card. Okay, now what I originally purchased it at is always... ...is what I'm getting at the pump, all right? But now... Bob, you're breaking up really bad. I, I, I'm 90% sure I know what the question is, and I can probably answer it. Uh, yeah, you're, you're... Where do I... Where do I... Uh... Okay, Bob, you're, you're coming in and out, and I don't think you could hear me when I was talking, so I'm going to put you on hold, and I'll... I'm going to come back because there's no point in me trying to, you know, I, I think I can answer the question with the information you gave me, but I'm going to put you on hold and come back to make sure you hear it. We'll head off instead to California. John, welcome to the program. Uh, good afternoon, Kevin. What's on your mind uh, today? Well, I have a problem. Uh, I had been behind in my taxes and finally got caught up to date. Found a tax preparer, had them do all my 2009 to 2016 tax. Good. Okay. I picked them up and mailed them off in separate uh, envelopes, and they're starting to get all sorted out. But as I actually started going through them, I'm seeing some serious problems, such as from 2012 to 2016, he has me in an operating loss. And I so, know I've made money, so I just, you know, <laughs> there's a problem. So let, let's, it, it may not be. I mean, there are some scenarios where that could make sense. What happened in 2012? Were you an owner-operator or a company driver during these times? If you said an operating loss, I have to believe an owner-operator. Well, I was a company driver up until 2012, and then I went uh, lease purchase, which I know you don't like those, but that's where I went. 
and I've been there with the same company since 2012. My guess is in 2012, he started depreciating the truck you had the lease on, which, which isn't out of the question. That could be done. Nothing illegal about that. If he read the lease, there are lots of leases that we can get away with depreciating. And if we have enough depreciation, we can go a year or two. Three is kind of a stretch, but certainly two years maybe without paying any tax, you know, with the loss. So I'm not, I I don't want to jump to the conclusion that there was anything wrong with those years. It's certainly possible. Um, I'll tell you, you're in luck I'll because give you. with the with the um, new tax law going into effect and so much confusion, I'm actually doing free tax reviews for people to kind of help them through this transition. Okay. So um, we'll get you the link. It's a short, simple form to fill out, and then you just attach the the uh, it, it, the forms all set up. So you click on the link, attach the tax returns as a PDF, send them up to me, and and I'll review them. That way, I'm not just guessing because because right now okay. I'm just guessing, but right. but I'm I'm not overly concerned if you started a you know technically bought or started leasing a truck in 2012. I could easily see a loss in that year um, and the next year, potentially. The third year, it's a little tougher, but it's not out of the question. Well, plus I had um, refunds that were potentially due to me both in 2009 and 2010, and that's part of why I'd held off so long. I was trying to figure out how to get each one of those refunds uh, pushed through to the following year's estimated tax payments to eat up whatever taxes I would have owed successively, you know? Well, wait a minute. Did they tell you you were going to get those refunds now? Well, um, he didn't mention anything about that, but I just spoke with someone uh, from the IRS, and they told me that uh, they may or may not uh, allow those uh, because of the statute of limitations. Um, And I I told them, I said, well, I understand that. Uh, I'm not actually trying to get the refunds, but I'm hoping that uh, just on the clerical side that they'll allow the numbers to go ahead and solve well, hold, or resolve hold, the entire eight-year period, you know? Hold on, because that's the exact same thing. Okay. That, that, would be like say, that would be like saying to a company, I know you have a 30-day refund policy, and I'm here 90 days later, so I don't expect you to give me the money, but I want you to wipe out my credit card bill. The money's the money. The IRS is either going to give you this money or they're not. They're not to them if they roll right. it over to cover other taxes, they're giving you the money. My experience is that I have never seen the IRS give a refund after 3 years. Okay. Which that that brings another point really. It's kind of funny that they allow you a 3-year statute of limitations to get a refund, but then they allow themselves 10 years to go ahead and collect any money that you owe them. That's kind of funny, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> well, wait a minute. That both of those situations are in your control, not theirs. It it it's your. I agree, and it's my fault that I didn't get these done when they needed to be done. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm not a big fan of the IRS, and I'm certainly not a big fan of our tax code. But I, I don't see any, you know, inconsistency there. They're saying, look, I, we'll give you three years to file your tax return. You're the one that has to do it. You're the one that wants your money back. But when you file a tax return and you fail to pay us, you owe us that money. 
I mean, we're going to take, you know, it, we have 10 years to come after you and collect. I'm, I've always wondered why 10? Why isn't it forever? I mean, you owe them the money. I think 10, the fact that they let it yeah, go away after point. 10 is kind of generous. Anything else? Uh, I if can... you could put me on hold, oh. Kevin, I'd appreciate we'll... it. I have one more question. Will do. We'll come right back. And like I say, I'll do those uh, tax re- reviews. We'll make sure they're right. But I- I'm not hearing anything that, you know, sets off any big alarm. A former driver who gets and understands the life of the professional driver. I get the phone call. I just listen. Join a community of drivers helping each other get through some of the long, lonely miles. Share some of the laughter, some of the things you laughed about. A former driver sharing his wisdom in life and the industry. You can help yourself get through certain situations. The Tim Ridley Show, weekdays, 5 a.m. East. Get involved on Road Dog Trucking Radio and everywhere on the Sirius XM app. Truck drivers, Schneider is offering more types of driving careers than ever in 2018 and will be holding hiring events nationwide in January. Meet one-on-one with a local recruiter with the potential for a same-day interview. And with orientation classes starting every week, you can start quickly with Schneider, an ELD-compliant industry leader. Find a January driver hiring event near you and learn what to expect at the event at schneiderjobs.com slash events. That's schneiderjobs.com slash events. 2018 is not just a new year. It's also an opportunity to grow your business with top talent. But how do you find it? ZipRecruiter. One click sends your job ad to over 100 of the web's leading job boards. But ZipRecruiter doesn't stop there. Their smart matching technology will instantly alert quality candidates about your job. That means you'll start getting great candidates with the right experience almost as soon as your job is posted. No wonder 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. The right candidates are out there. This is how you find them. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. People from businesses of all sizes trust ZipRecruiter for their hiring needs. We're so confident ZipRecruiter will get you better results than anywhere else. We'll let you try it free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash try free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash try free. ZipRecruiter.com slash try free. Whether you want to make moves, I don't dance now, I make money moves. Or prefer a wild group. Wow, wow, wow. When I was you, all I get is wild thoughts. The heat's always got your vibes. Okay, yeah, it's a tight. We've got what you need. I'm giving you what you need. Hot R&B and hip hop. The heat. Channel 46, or listen when you get out of your car with the SiriusXM app. I'm Todd Borton with a channel with an interstate weather update. North-south interstates dealing with some spotty light snow showers along I-35 in parts of Kansas. But watch out for those gusty winds from Kansas into Missouri, as well as parts of Iowa along that ride. Same type of thing along I-25 
Anywhere from Wyoming into Colorado, some gusty northwest winds. I-75, some gusty northwest winds in Michigan pushing into parts of Ohio. Maybe some lake snow showers could reach that area as well. We also have some gusty winds affecting your ride along I-77, as well as I-79 in parts of Ohio, as well as Pennsylvania extending down into West Virginia. Be careful on that ride. I-95, some gusty winds anywhere in New England, so it's going to be coming out of the northwest. That'll be affecting your ride there as well. But as far as precipitation, not a lot out there. I-65, some spotty light snow showers in Indiana. I-69, some spotty light snow showers in Michigan and Indiana. I'm Todd Bork with Custom Weather Drivers twice down the Road Dog Series. Is that one for Your money, your taxes, your truck, and your road to success in the trucking industry. Now, now, back to trucking business and beyond. The show that puts the money where it belongs. Back in your pocket. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. We're heading into the third and final hour of the program. Still some time to get through. Phone lines have been really busy. I'm going to get back to the calls. We're going to go back to California. John, go ahead. Yes, sir. Uh, my other question is regarding profit gauges. Um, I left ATBS uh, early last year and, and got involved with uh, profit gauges. And my question is regarding uh, my maintenance for my truck. Uh, I know I have a maintenance escrow account. And whether I stay positive or go negative in that, uh, you know, uh, it carries over and I just keep paying into it. Um, but uh, do I enter uh, those uh, maintenance um, invoices? This is a really good question because this is one of those areas that confuses a lot of people. And, and if we have to, just to make sure, we'll get, you know, on the computer with you remotely and, and go through this. But I'll give you an idea of how this works. And hopefully I can make it make sense. So the maintenance escrow account is what confuses this. So the easiest way I can describe this is, is let's say your right pocket is your settlement money and your left pocket is the maintenance escrow. You get the money paid to you in the settlement. That's revenue. You take some of it out of the right pocket and you stick it into the left so it's sitting there when you need it for maintenance. That's not a taxable event. It has nothing to do with taxes because the money is still yours. You just moved it from one pocket to the other. We don't, it doesn't become a taxable item until you take it out of that pocket and pay it to somebody else for maintenance. Does that part make sense so far? Yes. Okay. Now, how we handle it in profit gauges... We, If you've entered settlements, you know that the way we set up our system, your settlement always has to balance. That way we avoid a lot of mistakes. Yeah. Or everything will be accurate. So the way you account for any kind of escrow in profit gauges, whether it's the escrow you get when you first start with a carrier, a maintenance escrow, I've seen fuel tax escrows, I've seen all kinds of weird escrows, is that when they, they take the money out of your settlement and move it into the maintenance escrow itself, you use the category that we have called retained earnings because that's exactly what right. it is. You've earned that already. It was in your right pocket. Now we move it to the left pocket, but you retained it. It's still your money. And what our system does in the background is it deducts it off your settlement so your settlement is going to balance but that transaction will not show up on any reports. 
So it won't show up as an expense on your business report or your profit and loss, and it won't show up as an expense on your tax report because it's not an expense yet. It's still your money. Now, when you spend the money and you have a maintenance receipt in your hand, then you expense that item as maintenance. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Good. That That's one of our more common questions. That confuses a lot of people. All right. Well, thank you very much, sir. And uh, I look forward to uh, working with you with the uh, tax problem. All right. We will... Uh, let me put you back on hold, and I'll have uh, Lisa pick up. Um, trying to think the easiest way. Oh, we'll get that link over to you. It's a, a link um, to the form. Let me let Lisa know what that is. Um, real quick. I wish I could type and talk at the same time. Um, but I can't. I, I don't multitask. I do one thing at a time. Um, so... We'll get that over to you. You can upload the tax documents, and I'll take a look at those. And I'll also run a comparison to show you how the new tax law uh, is going to affect you in 2018. You know, and I say that's one of the more confusing topics. It's not our software that confuses it. Our software handles those kind of transactions better than anything else on the market. It's the fact that you have an escrow account that's managed by your carrier, and that's not a bad thing. But that's where all the confusion comes in because people see it as a deduction out of their settlement, so they try to enter it as an expense. And most software programs, that would be your only option. And then it really becomes confusing and a mess. So because we only deal with owner-operators, we've been doing it for years, our program is designed... Uh, to work with um, settlements. That, I, I programmed it to work with settlements because I've entered thousands of them. So once you set up your settlement in our system, it becomes really, really simple. In fact, we even have a template. So once you set it up, then the next time is even easier. We also have a startup program. So we will do the first month of accounting for you in the startup program, and then your whole system is set up, the templates are in place, and then we do a training session to show you what we did and what we set up and kind of be there to answer all your questions. You really can't beat it. This is the time of year. If you don't have an accounting system, check ours out. We have a free 30-day trial, or we have the startup program, or you could use both. You could try the free 30-day trial to poke around and see it, and then you could do the startup program, which, I don't know, I think it's uh, 50 bucks. Sometimes we discount it to 25 this time of year to help people out. Uh, but you can check it out on the website, letstruck.com, look under profit gauges, or you can call us. We are uh, We are definitely... In tax season right now, we are really, really busy this year, but we are still taking new clients. At some point during this tax season, we may have to stop just because it's getting really busy already. But uh, if you have any questions, you can always call our Tribe Care team, 855-800-3835, 855 
800 fuel we're uh we're gonna get back to the phones let's go to pennsylvania tad welcome to the program hey kevin what's going on buddy oh what's up today are you there i got before uh, we take a look at the business report all we right you over um got some good got some good news it's been a long journey, my friend, but I collect my title in three weeks. That's exciting. Yeah, very cool. And I will be, and I will be, and I will be projected to be at Landstar halfway through March. And Steve's been my connection. He's already got three agents lined up for me. And my bottom line net year next year, he told me should be uh, right around one hundred thirty-five, one hundred forty thousand net. I I could easily see that. And this is where this year is going to be very, very interesting. You know, we've been watching you and watching your numbers for quite a while now. And carriers like this, um, and, and we don't need to name who you're with, doesn't really matter because there's a thousand of them out there doing the same thing. I, I'm not sure how they're going to stay in business, Really? I mean, we have guys knocking down two bucks a mile all over the place without even trying, and these carriers barely seem to be raising their mileage rate at all. Yeah, and the thing about it, my main bread and butter, uh, get this, my main main one my agents hooked up with, my house is three-tenths of a mile from there, and I can run it two times a week. That's going to be my main one, but... Uh, long story short, let's talk about my prop, my business. And I want to talk to you about it. Okay. Any now, don't let the bot, don't let the bottom line number. I want you to see two main things. Even with the problems I had with my truck this year, fluctuating fuel costs, I still kept it at thirty-two cents, and my maintenance at fifteen cents. The bottom line looks bad in a way, but you got to understand, I've got ten thousand, twelve thousand in retained earnings. You throw the uh, uh, per diem in, and I still hit for the third year in a row, right around sixty thousand. And for the fourth year in a row, my net and my gross matches all my settlements for all fifty-two weeks. Excellent on the accounting, but I, I want to go back and clarify something because now I'm a little confused. So, what? well, I, I'm looking at a a business report. And because I programmed this business report, I know how all the numbers work in the background. There's no per okay. diem. There's all no. Right. There's no per diem taken out of this. Okay. Well, like I said, well then throw in throw in a retained earning. Well, wait, hold, hold, hold on, hold on, because that's the other thing. Because again, because I I programmed this, I know how it works in the background. Retained earnings aren't showing up on here. This is a true, straightforward, you ran this many miles, you brought in this much income, you paid out this many expenses, and this is what's left. Okay, well, then, like I said, I don't ever get explained that by Brady. Uh, Well, Uh, I I just do it. Okay, well, hold on. Hold on, then, because the music's playing. I want to explain this to you, because... You've been you've been like the guy that, you know, keeps squirreling money away in the bank the last couple of years. You've been squirreling away experience and you've been getting learning how to get your costs down, you've been learning how to do your accounting. And I truly agree that a year at Landstar 
you should do a hundred thousand plus net. But I but I want to go over these numbers because I am so glad you're getting that title and getting out of here. And we'll go over these when we come back. But I think your future looks really bright. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Discover Sirius XM's new original channel, Pop Rocks. I love Pop Rock. My kids and I can listen to it and sing at the top of our lungs in the car, and we all enjoy it. I play it constantly with my girls, and it takes me back to the glory days of the late 90s and early 2000s. Pop Rocks, it's always Dave Matthews, Hootie and the Blowfish. I love them all. Keep up the great work. Hear it before you hear about it from a friend. Pop Rocks, channel 17, or on the Sirius XM app in the Pop category. Do you have sleep apnea? Are you tired of dragging your big, bulky CPAP device with you whenever you leave home? Yeah, well, I was too. That's why I'm so glad I called to try the Transcend Mini CPAP for 10 nights. I can't imagine living without it now. My Transcend is smaller than a soda can and weighs less than a pound. That's less hassle to carry than my shaving kit. Plus, I was able to add a battery pack that's as tiny as a deck of cards. But hey, that's not all. Transcend is FAA compliant, too, which means I can finally sleep comfortably while flying. Heck, I can sleep comfortably anywhere now. So if that all sounds good to you, call now to give Transcend a try. You'll be glad you did. Experience the life-changing freedom to sleep comfortably anywhere thanks to Transcend, the world's very first mini CPAP. To receive your risk-free 10-night trial, call now, 1-800-900-8313. Again, that's 1-800-900-8313. 1-800-900-8313. Warning. If you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back. Because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-900-8407. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee, so there's no risk. For free information, call now, 1-800-900-8407. That's 1-800-900-8407. 1-800-900-8407. If you ever want to buy a house or a car, you're going to want to know your credit score. If there's a mistake on your credit reports, you could pay more in interest rates and fees than you have to. Where can you go online to quickly get your credit score and credit report for free? Creditkarma.com slash radio. Check it whenever you like. It's free and there's no catch. Don't get an unwanted surprise about your credit score. Go to creditkarma.com slash radio. That's creditkarma.com slash radio. If you got it, I'll bet just about anything that a truck brought it. Road Dog Trucking Radio. Serious XM. Welcome back. 
I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888 Road Dog. Phones have been busy, still some time to get through. I'm going to go back to Tad. So, Tad, the good news is, you know, it, it sounds like you said you balanced every settlement. Your 1099 should match. So the accounting, I'm, I'm assuming, is right. It looks right. Um, but honestly... Oh, that's um, right. It's just that the, the reason I called is I was going to tell you, it sucked for the first time in four years. It was a struggle. That's why I told you three months ago, I got to go. Good, good. Because this is, this is why I want Bad. people to do their numbers. Because this makes it like a spotlight why you need to get out of here. I mean, you're working your ass off, learning a lot. Like I said, you're pay, you've paid your dues. So it's time for you to go reap the rewards because you made 22 cents a mile this year. I know it sucks. Yeah. What am I? I can't do. I can only do what I can do. And, uh, you know, six months of the year I was home locally. That's what killed my growth. But I still, like I said, it's not pleasing. But this is why I told you three months ago, do you recommend taking the loan and get the hell out of there? That's why yes. I said I wanted all my accounting done yes. so I can show you it can work for maybe two or three years, but on that fourth year, it's got to go. You got to go. Yeah. Yeah. And this is this is clear. So I'm I glad. I can't do no more. But No, you can't because you, your, your expenses are under control. I mean, you're doing a great job on that. There's nothing more you're going to be able to cut. The problem is they're just not paying anything on the revenue side. Exactly, my man. And let me tell you something. I'm very proud of what I did. And like I said, to be successful, you can't be afraid to fail. This year was the worst year I've had in the whole time, and that's why I told you three months ago. It was time to go, and I needed that strong advice. So I got my loan. I got my title. going to have it in four weeks. And I should be over at Landstar, uh, hit the ground running about the third week in March. And I'm not looking back, but I did it. I stuck through it all the bad times, and I got it done in four and a half years. So, so imagine it's because of you, Kevin. No, you did all the work. I'd love being here to help and point out and guide. But, but like I said, you've been paying your dues. I think if we go back, whenever the first time you called me. I'm pretty sure I probably told you to get the hell out of the lease purchase back then. And you said, no, I've got a plan. Absolutely. Yeah. And I said, I got a plan. Right. And I told you, no, that I'm not getting out because I'm already a year into this. But you know what? Four and a half years, I got the credit where I needed to. I'm a first-time buyer. I should have my truck paid off in one year, so no harm, no foul. I'm out. I've already got three to four agents lined up. It's just I'm going to collect it, and I got about seven more weeks here, and I'm moving on to the next part. I can't go no farther, buddy. Nope, you're you're in. Timing's excellent. The rates are looking fantastic. There's no reason why you won't net a hundred thousand plus, um, which is it's just going to be incredible. So um, now let me, because you know me, I'm always giving advice for the next six months. Imagine this. Well, well, before you do that, baby, wait, wait, before you give me that advice, what do you think? Does it, like I said, I've got a personal side, and I'm, I'm, I'm an escort. I got. Does it look like I'm just going to break even, or do you think I might get a tax return? What you think, bud? Well, have you paid in anything this year? Yeah, I did. I paid a whole walloping. Uh, I paid all my payroll taxes except for about twelve weeks, 
and I only I only go by the quarterlies that Clifton Larson now and tell me to do. Got it. I paid six hundred bucks in quarterlies for the year. Yeah, you know it's it, taxes are so complicated. I can't possibly predict somebody's uh, refund or or tax bill unless I'm really looking at the tax return itself. So I won't even try to guess at that. I can't imagine that if you've all right, been. All right, no big deal. I, I can make a general statement that if you've been paying payroll tax and we only have profit of you know twenty some thousand, that that the tax bill isn't going to be a big deal. So here's my advice. You for, for, okay, but and the thing is now you got to stand something with Landstar. There's it's not even the money. There's so much that you get with the fuel discount. Tired. There's oh, so no, much. It's no. a win-win situation. No, I I know all that, but it is the money. I'm going to tell you that it is the money because right? oh, yeah. it, it's it's going to oh, change. Yeah, yeah, I know that. It's going to change everything. But here's the number: you lived on thirty thousand this year. Somehow you managed to pay your bills. You got your credit yep. straightened out. You know, you you, you lived on thirty thousand. You're about to triple your revenue. I, I I want you to live like you're only going to double it. Live on sixty thousand. Well, the ha- thing about it, I've already, hold on, on that note, on that note, I've already said to myself, and I've already said this when I had everything finalized. I'm still going to live like I'm just a touch more comfortable. The rest of it's getting banked, Excellent. and I'm finally going to start a retirement account sometime this year. Excellent, and that's it. You know, you're in such a good position. I, you could even stretch this and say, "Look, I'm going to spend twice as much to live next year, and I'm going to have fun." And you'd still be socking away more money than most people. Now, I know you're going to do it, but I'm going to say it anyway. Make sure you keep doing your accounting every month. Call me. We'll go over the numbers, and we'll make sure you stay on this track because you're about ready to take off. Let's, uh, let's get to the phones. Let's go to California. Don, welcome to the program. Good afternoon, Kevin. How are you? Doing great. What's on your mind today? Uh, well, I believe you've got a uh, business report in front of you, and I had a question on next year based on what you're looking at there. If you want to go over it, you can. Yeah, we yeah. had a pretty stellar year over here. Yeah, you did. Wow. These numbers look fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you. My question is, is uh, I should have set up payroll last year, but... Uh, Doing the uh, the tax people we were working with uh, kind of fell through the cracks, and I kind of let it go. I'm going to start. Oh, I've already fired up the payroll service and all. I'm thinking that uh, we should pay ourselves uh, the per diem as a company uh, under the new tax law, and then uh, probably take. I'm thinking like thirty six thousand. Does that sound about right or so are, not quite reasonable salary? So are you saying 36 plus the full per diem? Yeah. Well, I think that's too much, actually. Let, let's do some numbers. Um, how many nights do you expect to be away from home? Just rough. Pretty close to what we were this year, 310. Okay, so 310. Tie, and because it's your corporation... We, the corporation can pay out the right. full per diem of $63 a day. So that's basically $19,500 in 
full per diem. This is the beauty of having an S-Corp, especially uh, under this new tax law. So how many, well, I've got it right here in front of me. You ran 114,000 miles. Average driver pay in the industry on 114,000 miles, $40,000 total compensation is reasonable. I don't have any problem defending 40000 in total compensation. So that means we would only have to pay you 21000 in wages. Wow. Yeah. Now, yeah, we'd would, pay, you pay, would you pay the per diem like, would just divide the 300 days by 12 months or weeks? Because I'm doing monthly salaries. Or yeah. would you say in February pay for January's? Any way you want to do it. You know, per diem is a reimbursement. You can reimburse any time you want. So I, I would set your salary, your wage, somewhere between 20 and 25. Um, anywhere in there I'd be comfortable with. Not a big deal. And, you know, you pay that once a month like you're going to do. And then whenever you want, you know, look back at January and go, okay, I was out exactly this many days. We're going to reimburse the full percentage, and you cut a reimbursement check, and you're done. And you can do it whenever you want. You can do it every week, every two weeks, every quarter. Right. Okay. Now, on the salary portion, um, I'm just like Tad, finally getting back to the point where I'm going to start retirement accounts all over. And uh, because of my ancient history of age, slightly more than you, um, I am allowed to uh, put $24,000 a year into a Roth. So I should at least have that much in salary, correct? Correct. Yeah. You you have to have, if you want to contribute that full amount, you have to have at least that much in salary. That is correct. All right. Well, then, uh, I appreciate everything you do, and thanks to the CMC last year and, uh, well, 2016, and and all the relationships we've built. Uh, we're looking forward to having a killer year this year. Boy, you know, I, I, I just love seeing this. I, I love seeing the people that have been doing the hard work, you know, these last couple of years, and now the timing is just awesome. I mean, you had a killer year in 2017. No question about it. $127,000 net is just unbelievable. There was a time where I would have said, there's got to be a mistake in the accounting. Something's wrong. But I've said 2017, there will be more $100,000 net owner-operators than I've ever seen. And you blew that $100,000 away. Great stuff. We will be right back. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Radio 147 is your guide to the commodities markets, ag news and trade, with expert analysis protecting your investment. Fishing, hunting, conservation, rural lifestyle is the outdoor lifestyle on Rural Radio 147. Professional bull riding, rodeos, highlights, and live action from across North America. The number one source for Western sports, Rural Radio 147. Whether it's Western sports, hunting and fishing, or the latest in ag markets, Rural Radio 147 will take you there. Rural Radio 147, or listen on your phone with the Sirius XM app. 
truckers. The electronic logging device mandate has been in effect since December 18th. If you're still on paper logs only, you're risking your livelihood. If your carrier switched to e-logs last minute and it's been a bumpy ride, you're paying the price for your carrier's procrastination. It doesn't have to be that way. Schneider has used e-logs since 2010, having worked through technology, dispatch, and other business impacts long ago. Orientation with expert ELD trainers starts every week. Join Schneider today at schneiderjobs.com. That's schneiderjobs.com. When would you prefer to spot that burglar? While he's outside, casing your home, or after he breaks in? The best home security is the one that protects you inside and outside. That's Blink Home Security. Most home security is slow and unreliable and goes off after he breaks in. Too late. Blink is proactive home security, which is why I have Blink. It's motion activated. The instant Blink detects some crook snooping around my home or looking in my car for the garage remote, I get an instant alert and a video clip on my smartphone. Blink helps stop the crime before it happens. Blink cams are wire-free, set up in minutes, and run on batteries you don't replace for years. And Blink's live feed option lets you monitor your home anywhere from your smartphone. Blink is offering an amazing deal. Get three Blink cams for what the other guys typically charge for one, plus 10% off. Visit BlinkProtect.com slash news. Visit BlinkProtect.com slash news. Visit BlinkProtect.com slash news. Owner operators looking for a reconditioned pre-emission long hood with a fresh manufacturer's certified overhaul, including a nationwide manufacturer's engine warranty? Road Dog Truck Sales has them. We specialize in reconditioned 379s and W900s with fresh certified engine overhauls. Easy financing, too. We sell pre-emission long hoods that look new, smell new, and with a fresh overhaul protected by a four-year warranty, run like new. Call Road Dog Truck Sales at 833-ROAD-DOG, 833 Road Dog or RoadDogTruckSales.com. I'm Todd Bork from Weather Channel with an interstate weather update. Not a lot in the way of precipitation across the United States, but it is about the bitter cold air and some gusty winds. Take a look at the east-west interstate starting north I-94. Appeared snow showers in parts of Montana as well as North Dakota. But once again, watch out for those gusty northwest winds. Same type of thing along I-90 from South Dakota into Wyoming as well as Montana. We also have some scattered lake effect snow showers. that could affect your ride along I-90 all through New England. I-80, some scattered light snow showers in parts of Nebraska, as well as Wyoming. Watch out for those gusty northwest winds. Same thing for I-70. Some gusty northwest winds in Missouri and Kansas. Some spotty snow possible in Kansas. I-64, some spotty snow in Kentucky, as well as West Virginia. We also have some gusty winds and some slick spots on the roadways along I-40 from North Carolina through Tennessee and parts of Arkansas. I'm Todd Bork with Custom Weather Drivers, twice down the road, dog. Sears 7146, and on the Sears, it's a map for smartphone. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888-ROAD-DOG. Still a little time. You might be able to squeeze in. I'll get to as many calls as I can. We're going to head off to Nebraska. Dave, welcome to the program. 
Good afternoon, Kevin. How's the old multitasking going? Oh, I, do, I don't multitask at all. I swear, like, it, it, you'll know if I start stuttering and, and stop talking, it's because I'm trying to type a three-word sentence. <laughs> I totally understand. Hey, I got, I got a quick question. I, I wish I could talk to you for about an hour, but we've got a corporation. We've got three trucks in it uh, with a new tax bill. This has been bugging me for the last couple of weeks. Uh, with three drivers, they're all family members. We're all three in that corporation. Uh, so after this year, or excuse me, 2017, do we show ourselves as new owner-operators and lease to the corporation? Does that make sense to you? Um, no, I don't think that would create any. So all, all three of you, are we like equal shareholders right now? Yeah. Okay. So the corporation owns the trucks, I would assume, correct? Are they owned individually? Yeah, yeah, they're all the corporation does own. <clears throat> excuse me, does own it. No, I, there there would be no advantage to doing it that way. I, I'm thinking through. Even with the new tax law, it didn't create any kind of new loopholes we could take advantage of. Um, you're already okay. employees of the corporation. That's a requirement. So you're, you're taking a wage from the corporation. You're taking the rest of the money as a draw. But just like when I was talking to Don, I would set up your payroll so that your total compensation is roughly about what the average company driver would make to drive the same number of miles. You know, thirty-five, forty thousand $40,000 a year total compensation. Mm-hmm. Then I would make sure that you're mm-hmm. paying the full per diem calculated by the day, not by the mile. You take the number of days you're away from home mm-hmm. times the full $63, and then that becomes part of that total compensation. So in Don's case, being out 300 and some days, we calculated it yet. He would have $19,000 worth of per diem, which is completely tax-free to you. Nobody mm-hmm. pays any Social Security mm-hmm. or Medicare on it, and the corporation gets to take an 80% deduction. You still all get to take your new big standard deduction. So between your full per diem and your payroll... You know, roughly forty thousand or so is the way I would do it. But there, there would be no advantage. You guys would have to buy the trucks back out of the corporation. Then you'd have to lease them back to the company. And I can't think of a mm-hmm. single. Yeah, I can't think of a single way that it would save any tax anyway. Okay. Well, one quick note, Kevin. We have got kind of a niche market, so to speak. We're home every night, so oh we no, cannot claim- no per diem. Per diem. Yeah, no per diem then. Yeah. Okay, still doesn't change my mind. You're, you're still better off in the corporation just paying, you know, whatever salary is reasonable and take the rest as draws. Okay, all righty. That should clear things up a little bit. We'll, uh, we'll try to get in on another show again. Now, just to ask this question, do you, do you guys own like a, uh, a garage or a shop that you work on the trucks in? Yes, we do. Is your accountant doing any sort of a lease back on that property? I <laughs> I don't believe he is, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because we've been we need to change over to you, of course, 
to your uh, to your taxes and everything. And uh, we thought maybe we would probably start that in the next couple of days or a week or so. But but we do not, as far as I do know, my my tax guy does not do anything like that. Yeah, the, see the you know people call me all the time and they'll say I'm gonna you know I'm gonna buy the half acre right next to my property and I'm gonna put a building up on it and it's gonna be a garage and I'm gonna get this big tax deduction right and I'll say no you're gonna get screwed um, the land isn't even depreciable mm-hmm. at all you get no deduction whatsoever for the land because land doesn't depreciate. The building, they make us depreciate over mm-hmm. some stupid, I can't even remember, it's like 27 and a half years or something. So people spend yeah. all this money and yeah. then, then they come to me after the fact and say, but where's my big tax deduction? And I'll say, well, you needed to come to me yeah. first because this is another advantage of the corporation. One of you, it doesn't even matter who, is going to show that you own that property personally and the corporation is going to rent it from you. And and we call it a lease back. Okay. And, and that way the okay. the you can charge anything you want. I mean, you can charge $1000 a month, $2000 a month. The corporation pays that to you. The corporation gets the tax deduction as a as a full business expense. We don't have to worry about depreciation because they're renting it, so it's a full expense. Now, you will show it as personal income, and you'll pay income tax on it, but uh-huh. it's, it's one more way to avoid the Social Security and Medicare on that money. I see. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Okay. And we will uh, – I know you got other callers, Kevin. I'll try to get a hold of you again another day and stuff. We'll We'll kind of – uh, kick a few things around as well, so we'll we'll be in touch. I'm sure. Sounds good. Fantastic. Thanks good, a lot. Good talking to you, Dave. We'll uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, it's uh, we're excited about taxes this year. Um, you know, the, some of these strategies haven't changed. We've we've helped clients do leasebacks forever. Um, we've helped clients when when it makes sense to form that S corp. Um, there are ways with husband and wife teams that we can get full business deductibility of your health insurance cost. Nobody gets that unless you know the right strategy. Um, Health care costs really aren't deductible for most people. Health insurance costs for people who are self-employed, barely deductible. But if you do it right with a husband and wife team, and they, they don't even have to both be drivers, just a husband and wife owning the business. The, the spouse could ride along. Spouse could be at home. Doesn't matter. It, it, you can't do this if you're single is probably the easiest way to explain it. But for a, a married couple with, with a truck, an owner-operator doesn't have to be incorporated. Can be. It, we get more advantages. But we can make all of your health insurance and your health care costs a hundred percent deductible on a, on the business side, where we really get a bigger tax advantage. So when you start looking at the savings in the corporation, the savings in the corporation paying per diem, the savings in the corporation if we set up a medical reimbursement plan, the savings in the corporation if you do have a shop and we do a lease back, 
I mean, we can really, really drastically reduce the Social Security and the income tax cost. Those are the kind of strategies where we're going beyond just knowing the tax laws. Anybody doing a tax return, they better know the tax laws. I mean, that's just the very basics. You know, that's like having your learner's permit. You, you, You better know how to get down the road without running into something in the car. But a million-mile driver in a tractor-trailer should have a whole lot more skills than that. And that's kind of the difference here. Lots of people can fill out tax returns and do it technically correct. They're going to know the right rules. They're not going to put the numbers in the wrong place. But we want to go way beyond that to the strategies that really limit. And I know tax preparers who have been doing this for decades and don't go into these kind of strategies. We're, uh, let's see. You know what? I'm going to take us into the break. When we come back, I'll get to a couple more of your calls and questions. So um, this is going to be a crazy tax season. I've talked about this. This is the single biggest tax law change we have seen since 1986. There's already a lot of confusion about it. I've seen people in this industry have already interpreted this wrong. I've seen articles. They're in writing. I can point to them and say why they're wrong. I've heard it on other radio shows where the interpretation has been incorrect. Now, all the rules aren't completely done yet, but we have enough framework to understand how this is going to work. And I've seen some stuff that's just absolutely wrong. We are swamped. I'm swamped. I'm getting invitations to speak and write articles and do interviews. It's exciting. But we also want to make sure that we take care of our clients and we keep our high level of customer service. And what that means is at some point, I fully expect it's going to get so busy we're going to have to stop taking new clients this year. So if you would like to work with us and we'd love to have your business, you got to get in soon. So give us a call, 855 855- 800-3835 or letstruck.com We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Barstool Radio is coming to Power 85 starting Wednesday. Starting Wednesday. We're like, do you have a concussion? And he said to Dave, like, I'm probably smarter than you right now. <laughs> Hear from some of the Stoolies' favorites. Pat McAfee, Big Cat, El Presidente, Dave Portnoy, and more. Tony Romo's not over it. Yeah, he is. No, he is. Did he cure cancer the last couple of weeks? No. By the common man, for the common man. If you have a short commissioner, he better look like a pit bull on steroids. Barstool Radio on Power 85 and anytime on demand with the Sirius XM app. Dentist office, may I help you? Hi, I'd like to cancel my teeth whitening appointment. Oh, may I ask why? I found a teeth whitener that works in five minutes that I can do from home. Can I ask what it is? It's called Power Swabs, and it whitens your teeth in five minutes, doesn't leave my teeth feeling sensitive, and it's a lot less expensive than visiting the dentist. Hi, I'm John Greenhut, the CEO of Power Swabs. And if you want to whiten your teeth on average two shades in five minutes and six shades in seven days, then try Power Swabs. There's no messy strips or trays that you'll have to leave in your mouth for an hour. Just swab your teeth and you're done. 
It removes stains on natural teeth as well as caps and veneers. Try Power Swabs risk-free by calling 1-800-993-7593. 1-800-993-7593. I guarantee your friends and co-workers will be wowed by your new white smile. Try it risk-free and get free shipping and handling today. Get it risk-free by visiting powerswabs.com. That's powerswabs.com. Let's just imagine. I'm going to let each one of you pick out the car of your choice. And you say, well, what's the catch? Well, the catch is that it's the only car you're going to get in your entire lifetime. Now, what are you going to do knowing that's the only car you're ever going to have and you love that car? You're going to take care of it like you cannot believe. Now, what I'd like to suggest You're not going to get only one car in your lifetime. But you are going to get only one body and only one mind. And that body and mind feels terrific right now. But it has to last you a lifetime. This year, take care of your one body. Start by understanding your DNA. Order your Health Plus Ancestry Kit by January 31st and get $30 off at 23andMe.com. Smoke meat every day. This is Chris Kelly with Roland Dickey Jr. If you're our head pit master, is there anything more boring than going to another party with stale pizza and tired wings? I'm showing up with a tailgate party pack from Dickey's Two Meats, Three Sides, Buttery Rolls for 12 people for 99 bucks. Deliver your pickup at every Dickey's Week. Smoke meat every day. Other family packs for tailgate parties for four, six, or eight people. Upgrade your football party from pizza to great juicy barbecue. Delivered or picked up. 866-BARBECUE or dickies.com. At 7 a.m. East, it's the Dave Nemo Show. With news, traffic, and weather updates, we'll get you where you need to be. Exclusively on... Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. We're down to the final segment. I'm going to get back to as many phone calls as I can. We're off to Florida. Adam, welcome to the program. Hey, good afternoon, Kevin. Hey, I want before uh, we talk numbers or about numbers, anyways. Uh, I was going to say, you know, all talking about the percentages and everything else. Uh, at the end of the day, it's what when when I first started listening to you, it, all it was was if you're happy with the number. What does the percentage really matter? That's true. It, it really, you know, when it all comes down to all of this, everybody, and sometimes I do it, but I, I usually do it because people are asking me for advice about the numbers. Um, but a lot of times people will criticize somebody else's business model. Like I, I've heard the statement many, many times. Well, if you're an owner-operator leased to a carrier, you don't. that's not really a business. Well, I, I, you know, you can say whatever you want. I was leased to a carrier, and I had my own authority. I've done both. But I, I did really, really well being leased to a carrier and walked away with a very, very big check when I sold the contract. So you can call it a business or not. It was just about the money. So you're right. Everybody's model, what they have left over, um, it's what you're happy with. Who cares what anybody else thinks? Yeah, I mean, just for an example... 
I'm I'm under a load right now where I've been hauling for this trucking company around the corner from my house. I don't got to drive more than five miles to do anything. And I take 80% of the load, and I still make more money than most people do going out of Florida regardless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. Now, when I was talking to the guy earlier about, you know, you're giving 15% up and 7% here, and you're paying this guy $1,000 a month, I'm just trying to help him not get into a situation where he's going to work his ass off and everybody else is getting his money. Well, I, I, I understood what you were saying. I was just, I, I mean, you know, obviously you know that I know that. It's just... Right, it, right. Uh, but, it, but if people don't know the numbers and they don't under percentages and they don't know what the bottom line is going to be, obviously the lower numbers sound crazy because we both, you know, Landstar's, thing I, I have no interest in it but i know that it works for a lot of people that you have that listen to your show so i know that it works and i'm sure that i could do well under that you know model but i i have no interest in working for anybody or someone or even asking anybody about well anyways that yeah. was just at yeah. the end of the day it's just about if you know what you're making you know what your expenses are you know what you need to bring home regardless yep that's right and i agree well, i agree any, and if, if anyways, you're happy with it that's all that yeah. matters yeah, and uh, so we were, you know, I was happy to hear you talking about the insurance thing for Lori and I because, you know, she does have her license and we do have a company, so that sounded really good. Um, but I was, you know, you had said um, about running our numbers and checking our numbers, and I was, I haven't had a chance to call until right now. So I was just curious if you had ran the numbers for us and uh, for what next year might bring. Um, I haven't. You know, I got um, so oh, okay. busy writing those calculators that I'm still tweaking. Let me let me think of the way that I'll make sure I won't forget this. You would think I could just write a note down, but I end up with <laughs> notes all over the place. So um, I know what I'll do. I'll send myself an email. Um, that, uh, no, way, that way, it'll no problem. S- I just you know the the, the week the week they were going to be announcing that you weren't sure and you were going to run some lower and some higher and yeah. know, figure out some numbers and we were just kind of curious just kind of curious about that you know obviously we you guys are doing our accounting from now on so um and there i mean our i'm sorry our taxes for us from now on yeah we do the accounting on our own and um and you know this this year's been uh it's been quite interesting getting away from the the working too much and doing stuff and i was telling lisa i'm literally just getting back this is my first day back to work this week, period. Just, uh, just staying home. and Good. And now I go out. I got, yeah, I got one trip up to Virginia. I'll take another trip back down, and I'll make four grand for the week for five days, four days. Excellent. You were working way too hard before. You were making yeah. a lot of money doing it, but you were working way too hard. So it's, it's good to see your numbers are good. Yeah, I, my calculator is pretty tight right now. I think I worked out most of the, the little bugs in it, so I can do some pretty close calculations. Yeah, and we'll also take a look at you know, right. whether or not we should adjust wages based on the, the new laws. So I'll... Uh, I'll right, that's, yeah, that was going to be my other... That yeah. was definitely going to be one of my questions because, you know, going forward, you know, should we... If I'm not going to make the same amount of money as I was making before, should I stay incorporated, go back to a sole proprietor? No, that, you know, that I one... I still have the other California... Yeah, that one I can answer without even looking at your numbers, because, 
you were no you could have cut your work and your revenue in half and I would still say you you need to be a corporation. So that was that one's <laughs> All easy. Right, thanks. Have a good one, Kevin. That one's easy. We'll talk to you later, right. but we'll we'll dig down and we'll tweak it. But yeah, you're definitely going to want the corporation, no question in my mind. And we'll look at, you know, should we adjust wages per mile and that kind of thing. Make sure we're not giving Uncle Sam any more than he needs to get his greedy little hands on. Let's go to Tampa. Adam, welcome to the program. Hey there, Kevin. Um, hey, I got two uh, questions for you. Uh, one, I have a uh, OPS system on my 2010 uh, ProStar with a Cummins engine. Um, I noticed tonight the red light is not on up top, just the green light, and I've never seen that. I'm wondering what that might be going on there. You know, the lights can get a little weird. Sometimes they just, the light itself stops working, but the function of the filter is still working. So here's the thing. The, the OPS is one of the very, very few filters on the market that has that secondary um, heating element that gets all the liquid contaminants out. And that's the only reason we have the lights on there. The filter itself is, is you know, a, a mechanical filter kind of device. So as long as the oil's flowing through it, it's filtering. The lights are there to indicate if the, okay. if the heating element is working. So one of the things you can just do is feel the um, filter and see if it's getting warm at all. Um, and, and if you want, you know, give OPS a call at tech support and they'll walk you through, you know, if you want to troubleshoot the lights themselves. Okay. And the other question I had for you, Kevin, uh, last January, a year ago here, I put a brand new recon engine in here, 550 ISX Cummins. And um, in July, I had to replace the turbo. And then from August to date, I've had to replace five more turbos. Oh, <laughs> and you're no idea kidding why me. they're not damaged on the inside. No, they're not blowing oil. They're not damaged on the inside. Um, and, and I'm throwing all kinds of ghost codes where I have the uh, little Cummins Mini I can plug in, and I'll get these codes for engine brake, BGT actuator, all kinds of stuff. I go to the shop, and the codes are just gone. What year um, is this? But, you know, when they hook up the run test, um, well, I have a 2010 ProStar, and I and last year I dropped a brand new recon engine in here, 550 ISX Cummings. What what year? And I just been in and out of the shop every other week. Do Do you know what CPL or, or even was, what year? Well, I know the engine was built in '16. I know that. Well, I, I I'm trying to figure out what block they used because I I doubt that it's a '16 design oh, engine. I see. So we like we're looking for the CPL. No, right, what right. Um, what ECM program is in it? Which you know which parts list it was built on? Because for for years okay. uh, that that ISX was known for turbo issues, and they're not cheap. Um, yeah. So I, I'm thinking you might be back in that that phase when they had so many turbo problems. Um, and then what we were also fighting against was all of the reman parts across the board, turbos, injectors, just about everything. 
the quality just seemed to really drop. You know, I, and I don't know exactly why some people say, well, they're all being made in China. And, but we just seem to have gone through, you know, the last probably now, if I think about it, five or six years where reman parts have just seen a much higher failure rate than I ever remember. Like you put a set of injectors in and they fail. And you put another set of injectors in and they fail. You put a turbo in and it fails. Now, yours is really extreme. Um, but it, it that would be a great question if you could call on Tuesdays when we do the power hour, when we're recording, uh, which is Tuesday afternoon. So we do... Um, we record every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday afternoon. You can listen on our app when we record, or you can call in and listen, and then you can ask your questions. So I don't have enough time to go over it all, but if you go to the website, you can find our schedules. You should be able to find links to our app. If you can't find something, you can always uh, chat with us right on the website or even give us a call. If you need anything, the app, our profit cages, accounting, taxes, whatever it might be, call our Tribe Care team, 855-800-3835. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Trucking Radio.